Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucy. Boutros Golly. Michael. Sunrento, Cotton, Sunrento, and the love of Olusi. Michael Cotton, Welcome to the Telemarketer Show. I'm Telemarketer Danny, and there's uh, Telemarketer Michael Cotton uh, right there. With I think you blew out your microphone there because we only heard about like half of that sudden rant today. It was like for part oh, of it. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too, too powerful. Too I've got po- a weird setup here. I'm I'm in Oklahoma City, and yes, I am selling Amway by phone. Is so, uh, no matter what you say. You will be getting a package. I will figure out how to get you some sort of package of a, of a cleaning product or something by the end of the show. I'm going to need some LOC and some SA8, and uh, can, I, I like the neutral light vitamins. Trust me, dude. My dad was an Amway distributor. I know all about the products. Quality <laughs> stuff. I, I thought many times that I should turn Sunranto's show into a uh, pyramid scheme of some kind. But IFG is here, too. Uh, what's going on with you? You're not selling Amway tonight, are you? I am not selling Amway tonight. I am enjoying my, my new stuff from Fanatics that I got. Yeah, it looks like some new... Uh... New drip. drip. What do you got going on? Yeah, so they stopped doing like the the every you know what we all think of as jerseys, just the t-shirts that look like jerseys. And I used to like to get a custom one, you know, pretty often. I've still got my Ryan Terrio jersey and whatnot. Um, Who doesn't? I know. So because they stopped doing those, they have like these that are just kind of more like regular t-shirts, but you can still get the name and number on the back. So I got myself three. Check it out. I have moral support. Nice. There you go. Very good. I got Amayo um, Maya. <laughs> Amayo Maya. And of course, Dogs So you made those? Yeah, I made them uh, just through Fanatics. So it's just, you know, you can pick the actual names and numbers of the players, or you can just put in whatever name and number you want. And, uh, and it was fun. So I got those and I like them. I, I got to say, you know, Christopher Morell is a great shirt to own. And I do want to kind of start with, and I don't have the link all ready to go, but uh, this was kind of a ranter gener- generated Morell shirt that In the Clutches just put out this last Love week. It. And it's uh, kind of a take because he's got those, uh, you know, stripes 
underneath his eyes. So he kind of looks like he's in the old band kiss. And yes. so they have Morel with like the kiss lettering and then yeah. his face with like, he's got like really red lips. Like he's in the band. I and love then, it. And yep, then and his hat's on backwards. Got yeah. Number and then five. that's sweet. I'm going to find the, um, the in the clutch link right now but yeah and i think it, it so peter chris right that's what he's doing like peter chris was mm-hmm. i think the guitarist and had the cat look going yep and he had and a whole a morale destroyer on here which is just great yeah yeah he, he had some whole backstory about how he was from a planet of cats or some thought, crazy thing yeah but who, who dad's knew, favorite band but who knew like gene simmons had be all weird at the end. Well, probably all of us. <laughs> like we all knew I mean, we'd go Ted Nugent eventually. That version of weird. I don't know, but definitely well, some kind of weird. It's so funny because when all these guys were doing this, they were all like, all the parents were like, "Oh my God, it's knights in Satan's service, and they're they're devil worshippers, and they're horrible." And blah, blah, blah. and now it's all like the Christian conservative right that are like. We love Gene Simmons, and you know, <laughs> what? it's like, well, the party switch every forty years or something like that. Ever since, um, but I mean, they're they're known for the lamest songs too. I want to rock and roll all night. You know, it's just like so vanilla. I have to say, so many of those songs back then are uh, so lame. Like, if you listen to the words and stuff, they, they are the most lame songs in the world, but some of them you can tap your feet to. Yeah. And real that's poppy. basically what they're at. Yeah. As long as we're talking about morale, let's just, let's just start with, um, th- by showing this picture of morale doing the splits coming off it. of second base <laughs> yesterday after that clutch double to get the victory on Saturday. And I, I love like the new iPhone picture feature where you can like, just kind of hold down, on the picture and it just cuts it out for you and you can copy and paste it somewhere else. And so I made Morel playing twister with the umpire. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Left, <laughs> left foot, yellow, red foot, red, blue. There you go. And blue. And the umpire's got right foot green. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bernie Barron bought the Morel shirt. And if you're going to buy this thing, use the code SUNRANTO. Otherwise, we don't get anything for telling you about it. Like, Yeah, I want yeah. tickets and beer money. Yeah. Did you get the 20 bucks I sent you? I saw you I went to the did. game yesterday. Thank All you. Right. It was perfect. I saw you were at the game, so I sent you 20 bucks for a beer or two. A beer yeah, and a went, dog. You went to that Mariners game because you posted that picture of uh, Hail King or All Hail the King, right? Yeah, Hail to the King. So what was the tribute for, obviously, King Felix, but... Mm-hmm. He was inducted just, into the Mariners uh, Hall of Fame along with, you know, such greats as Lou Piniella. Uh, along yeah. with such greats as Toronto Bluebird, Joey Bats. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who had a better career? Who should be in, the, in, in their ring of fame more than, I mean, King Felix? Or should it be Joey Batista? Who would you choose to have on your team? Well, I definitely wouldn't put King Felix in the Toronto Blue Jays Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, but weird. you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe the picture of him screaming, "This is my house." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the the ultimate own if, like, 
you were so good against the team in their own house that they put your name up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like basically like Pete Alonzo in the Cubs hall of fame. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mike, Mike Schmidt. Um, Alfie Campos reminds us that King Felix threw a perfect game. And I would like to remind everybody that it was the last perfect game that any of us will acknowledge. And <laughs> the, so he threw a perfect game and uh, Joey Batista threw a bat. So he uh, threw a lot of bats to be fair, but uh, no, but I think what you're referring <laughs> to is too, if I remember yeah, a few punches. Yeah. He punched the hell out of was it Odor. Is yeah, that, well, he got knocked out of him after that. But yes, yeah. yes, he threw a bunch I, of people. I, uh, I saw a great post out on uh, Reddit talking about the Joey Bats retirement. Mm-hmm. And they were like, as soon as Tim Anderson became the face of people punching someone and getting knocked out, Joey Bats is like, hey. Let's retire. He, Remember like, me? I'm not coming back anymore. <laughs> no, no, that was his his moment. He's like, oh, good. They're not thinking about me doing that, so I can retire. Nobody will give me any crap. That's probably why the game started late. He was in a fight like before. <laughs> like he was like <laughs> he, he was like outside the stadium brawl, and he's like, oh, I gotta go to my uh, retirement honor honor honoration honoration what is that called <laughs> celebration honoration should be a word it's a fine honoration word. I, I like honoration it's a cele- <laughs> it's an honor to be celebrated yeah it's, it's a celebration way. and an honoring it's an honoration um uh, the sun Ranto show is brought to you by our 115 patreon supporters it only costs a dollar to become one so you should become one it's it's you easy totally and cheap um and, and we're also- you get access to all of the discord stuff which by the way, is an amazing group of people in there talking baseball almost every day and uh, so much more fun than any anytime I go look in any group or on Twitter or Facebook, wherever the groups suck. Our group on Discord is amazing. Those yeah. guys know what they're talking about in there. For a and it's dollar, a, it's just a great group of people too. You well, know, like it, I mean, yeah, we talk about baseball, we talk about other stuff too. It's a good place to go and just chat about life and get advice on things. And you know, maybe it's not always the best in life, but <laughs> well, it's right, amazing but, how it, a dollar can keep out the riffraff. It just it really absolutely. is incredible. Just a little cover charge, and all of a sudden, the clientele just goes way high. Um, yeah. So anyway, we're also brought to you by Blake Beard's incredible tickets down the third baseline at the Blake Beard on Twitter if you want to buy his, his seats. And uh, Rogue Wave Creative for all your branding, graphic, and web design needs. Rogue Wave Creative and the Cubs PS Plus podcast, a Northside Numbers game. Mike Waller's o- always over on the knowledgeable fan, good guy, and he's always on uh, the Discord. And do you know what happened in the Discord last night? Nobody was around, but uh, – our friend Chase, uh, who is a creator of Jackbox games, and he's b- been a friend of the uh, all of us for a long time, Chase McClure, um, he works at Jackbox games, and we all played Jackbox last night in the Ranter Discord, and David Lieb showed up. Just He's like, what's going on in here? I'm like, hey, you want to play Chase's game that's out next month? We're all screwing around <laughs> while it's in beta. And so I we, love it. Yeah, we sat there playing that game and all the new Jackbox games. So there's perk after perk after perk, random stuff like that. So you could have been playing uh, video games last night with uh, Johnny Anamatapia showed up with his girlfriend, and Chase was there. It was a lot of fun. David. Oh, you know what? Shout out to Johnny. Uh, I was listening to Inside Conan, 
it's a uh, podcast about you know all the background stories talking to people uh that worked at the conan show and all these different things and uh he was actually i don't know if they went short but sam richardson or something uh i don't i honestly don't remember the other guy because i was like oh that's johnny and then so he had like the last 15 minutes of that show and it was the best part of the show so johnny if you're watching great job on uh on that that was great that's, I, see, I he never time. tells me what he's what he's doing because he's too embarrassed of everything he does. I'm like, come on, man! Like you're the you're an awesome guy. You're really talented. I want to know when you're doing shit so I can hear it and celebrate my friendship with you. Yeah, Jesus. And they're, and they're like, so it's like the two two writers for Conan, and they're like blowing him up about how he was the one guy that always understood and knew everything that was about to happen. Right? Yep. Like he was the script supervisor. supervisor. And he knew, yeah, and so everything would be a mess, but Johnny knew exactly what was happening and where to go and who was supposed to be doing it. And uh, yeah, they were, they were blowing him up a bunch, but then of course he had actually some good, you know, funny stories because we all know Johnny and he has great stories and he put a few out there. And I, I honestly, the biggest mistake of the show is that they didn't spend the whole like hour with him. Yeah. Cause I, he seemed to have, Let's have Johnny I mean, on. Let's just have Johnny on just telling Johnny stories. Like, I got a lot with Johnny. I got a lot of stories with him anyway. Um, uh, Mike Waller writes in. He said, joining the Ranters Discord is instant honoration. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's an honor to be shunned. Yeah. So, uh, hashtag chance in the chat, if you haven't done it so far. Um, hashtag chance, and you can win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. Hashtag chance. And uh, I still haven't sent those out. So just I know just a bunch of you guys are waiting. I've got like eight ready to go. I'm, I'm a month and a half behind. I understand. But uh, I'll get them out. Like it's the ADD brain in me. It's just like I can't do it. I can't do it. It hangs over my head. It hangs over my head. I totally catastrophize the entire situation. And then I'll sit down and I'll do it in about 35 minutes and it'll be just fine. But you'll get your damn postcards. But um, <laughs> hashtag chance in the chat. And uh, later on. Sox fan, boo! But my old friend Lauren Freeman will be coming by to talk about his despicable team. What a bunch of losers they are! Holy. But, but um, let's just. What are you drinking, Cotton? Yeah, yeah, we forgot. To, what are you oh, drinking? Well, uh, I got down here and shout out to uh, a local wine shop to find me some beer or something. This is called Papadillo. <laughs> it's an IPA from Carbach Brewing in Houston, Texas. I had never seen it before, and I, so I just went for it. Um, it's good. It's it's definitely an IPA, but it's uh it's more of the it's more on the bitter side. Almost mm. has like a like a brown ale, you know that aftertaste of a brown ale. It's got a yeah. little bit of that going on. So Hopadillo. It's, it's called Hopadillo. And by the way, I saw I don't know. 10 armadillos dead on the side of the road. <laughs> like these poor bastards, like what are they doing? Like, well, they're somebody... slow. They're slow. <laughs> well, can't they roll up in a ball and then maybe just bounce down the highway and get the hell away? <laughs> yeah, I'm, sh I'm sure that, li that little ball, I'm sure that little <laughs> shell of a ball is like a match for a Mack truck rolling down the road at 70 miles an hour. According to Looney Tunes, if a, armadillo curls up into a ball you can do anything to it 
fired out of a cannon, hit it with a baseball bat, whatever. It'll be They're fine. fine. It's a basketball. So, yeah, the boing, boing, boing. Yeah, I, I just feel like <laughs> these guys just don't realize that they're supposed to like roll up when they're on the highway. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I got. What do you got, IFG? I have in my really cool uh, Wrigley Field cup here, I've got a gin and tonic. Uh, last weekend, I took a ferry boat out to Bainbridge Island, which is a nice touristy oh, little area there and so they have a uh a distillery there where you can go in and for five bucks you can try like five different things that they had and they had this really great uh douglas fir oaked gin and i loved it a lot so i bought a bottle and so i have a g&t made with some fancy tonic water and lime and that's what i've got fancy they call it the Douglas fir gin because that's all I remember about gin. I had some when I was very young and got very drunk and it was very bad. But uh, all I remember about that night is that I felt like I was just eating a pine tree. Yeah. It tastes like Christmas home. tree. Yeah, it really that's does. I like <laughs> it. It's juniper and Christmas trees. And I love gin. And uh, this gin you know is what? so I'm... good. It's, it's aged in oak barrels. And anyway, if you're well, in and, Seattle, and, go to Bainbridge the Island. The gin I had was terrible gin. yeah you, you know probably- like it's like if you have good stuff it's generally good but yeah there's a huge difference between like a plastic bottle that has the word gin on it right <laughs> yeah well i'm enjoy- i'm enjoying some uh black tar heroin tonight um and it's <laughs> feels real good soaring through my veins right now if i might not off at the first commercial break but uh you know, we'll, we'll try to keep it going as much as possible. No, I'm kidding. I'm drinking my mate, yerba mate. I'm all going to be spazzed out on the caffeine tonight, as always. And uh, good thing, too, because we've been going long. You know, our shows have been sitting there about like two and a half hours, which is about as long as a Cubs game these days. And then we go over on Discord and hang out with the Patreon people and freaking shoot the shit more. It's been insane. So let's start shooting the shit. Um, first of all, uh, I promise you on this show, we're not pitching to P- Pete Alonzo. Not one pitch. We're sending <laughs> him down to first. Time. I don't care if the bases are loaded and the game is tied. We're, we're, we're giving up the lead to send Alonzo to first base. Um, so like, let me sum up the Mets series. Pete Alonzo drove in 10. Yeah. The, the, Cubs, <laughs> the Cubs scored eight. Pete Alonzo drove in 10. We got our butts kicked the first game. Um, Smiley was terrible, got his rear end removed from the uh, rotation in favor of Assad at that point. Um, the guy I wish we had gotten in the offseason, Sanga, kicked our butts. And I wanted Sanga so I wa- Ghost Fork. It's the amazing. Fork. That thing, it just, it's his excellent split finger fastball, and the thing just falls right off the table. It disappears. Yeah. It's awesome. It would have been oh. nice to have. And then Tyone was really good against the Mets. And that's the game we won uh, in New York, uh, seven innings pitch. We went three to two. He did, however, give up a first inning home run to Alonzo because that's just what you do. Because you shouldn't be pitching to Alonzo if you're wearing a Cubs uniform. And then uh, belly, belly and Talkman homered in this one. And that was the game. Like it was pretty surgical. Alzali um, shut it down, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was, you know what? Edward Alzali, by the way, having week. a week. So yeah. good. Oh, yeah. And then uh, in the third game, the Cubs lost four to three. Shut the door, um, Hendo went five. Um, he, of course, gave up the prerequisite Pete Alonzo home run, as as you must. And um, Morell hit the first pitch out of the park of the game, and he led off the game. Morell. 
which I want to talk. I think we should talk a little bit about that because I know we're all just the biggest Morel fans on this show. This is, could very easily be a Christopher Morel appreciation podcast, let alone just a Cubs podcast. But um, Christopher Morel. I'd like to remind everybody that um, that our good friend needs to apologize to me every time. Yeah. Christopher Morel does something good. <laughs> and he has been very, very good about keeping to his word. So here's the lineup that we lost it, the Hendo start. And this is Morel led off with a home run, struck mm-hmm. out a couple times. And then, you know, you've, you had Horner and half, like just kind of normal Suzuki came back in the game. It was the Suzuki revenge, Suzuki revenge game, you know, um, in many respects, he, yeah. that time off he's come back and he's actually been the best hitter all week um, by, you know, yeah. numbers and um, so he's been great, but he came back that night. But here's the other thing you had. You had wisdom at first in this game. And uh, so you had Morel leading off, and you had wisdom in the game, and Mike Tockman did not play. So that's a loss of four to three. And then mm-hmm. here's the lineup today. It's the same. Morel leads off, goes 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Tockman not in there. And this time, Candelario not in there, too. Even though you there's just, a- at this point, you don't not play Mike Talkman. He has or to be in every game. Like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, put your but best you, nine. Talkman isn't Talkman have some like crazy stat where they have won like fifteen of seventeen yeah, I, I, of I, the I, games that he's played. No, it's it's more than that. Like, uh, you know, I looked I looked it up the other day. I'm I'm gonna look at it right now. His, I, his and I want to say box. started. Like, I think maybe he's played in more games than he started, but the ones that he of starts. Course. Yeah. Um. Let me see the overall record: thirty nine and twenty nine when he plays. So I I could do the. I don't have time to do the game start and everything. I'd have to count that up. But like, no, the team wins. He sets the table really well. He does a lot of things really. Uh, really well um including playing center field and they were having this conversation on the chuggo podcast is the mike talkman because you know they're huge fans they came out with the the um mike summer mike talkman shirt at um obvious shirts good great stuff like check this out they they're doing a collab the summer of mike talkman 2023 and then they have like kind of like a summer of love shirt Right. Like, I like the Summer of Love shirt. That's yeah. good. I like that one. The Summer of Mike. This is a collab they did with Chuggo. So it's it, there's great stuff. I put out a song that I'm going to play at the end of the show today, uh, which is the Summer of '69 parody, the Summer of Mike Tockman, and I'll be, and we'll play that at the end. But like you know, my, it really is. Like he's the hot hand. Like it always takes a dude having a year like this, that kind of out of the blue, the fourth outfielder that just has the year of his life, career year. And it always takes that on a successful team. So you just got to play the hot hand. But here's my question. Cody Bellinger is a great center fielder. He won a gold glove at right field. He's a great first baseman. Do, do you feel like Mike Tockman being a step down of the defense in center field for belly um, is still worth having him in there every Like would, you know, he was Absolutely. playing right when Saya. So You'd rather have Mike in center field and belly at first base every day? Yes. Yes, because... 459%. 469%. Give the extra 10. Yes, all of the percents. Bellinger's better than Talkman defensively 
in center field. That is absolutely true. But here's the thing. Not as many balls go to center field as go to first base. You have to throw the ball to first base all the damn time. And Bellinger is hands down the best first baseman. And if you put Bellinger at first base, you know what you get to do? You get to put Candelario at third base. And Candelario is the best third baseman. You cannot do this. Like, I got killed over on uh, Reddit for saying this is so stupid that you're putting Candelario over at first. Absolutely. Because they're like, oh, well, you know, you can't, you're saying that Bellinger should play there, but he's a center fielder. There I don't give a shit. That, that's why Here's you spend time on the Discord with us, not over at Reddit with those dummies. Because people here understand that they're, every move moves something else, right? And when you... When you think of it this way, if you think of it this way, if you don't, if you put Cody Bellinger in center field, you do not put Mike Talkman in the lineup. And Cody Bellinger is not so good at center field. He's not going to save so many defensive runs at center field that it's worth not having Mike Talkman's bat in the lineup. And at that Plus, point, you it is mathematically impossible. Positions. You upgrade two positions. Exactly. You take while the you downgrade one rather than exactly. upgrading one position in center and you downgrade two positions. That doesn't Absolutely. make any sense. Well, and yeah, your, your, your whole, like your field should be Cody Bellinger, Nico Horner, Dansby Swanson, Heimer Calario, Candelario, Ian Happ, Mike Talkman, Seiya Suzuki with Christopher Morell on DH. That yeah. is the lineup. Ken Catcher or Amaya like, Gomes. you have on hand at the time. Never, yeah, and ne- never, no, n- never Tucker Barnhart. Never, I, mean, never I, I would Tucker send Barnhart. Tucker Barnhart in a rocket to the moon, but I understand that about a third of the games are going to be played by not Jan Gomes. Well, and let and me, can, can I add wanted- one thing to this, though, too? Is yeah. this idea of like, you know, if you move one thing, you're moving another thing? Because I do uh-huh. want to go to our ideal lineups in the second section of this show uh, in, in, in what respect that they apply to, you know, just kind of how the stats line up. But I want to start with some stats. So I don't understand how Ian Happ is not necessarily sometimes the odd man out of this situation. I understand he's a a switch hitter. I understand that he's a gold glove left fielder. They shouldn't even give a a gold glove out for left field. If you're a left fielder, you're bad at defense. Just shut up. He's a minus four defensive run saved and he's the gold glover but even though his ops has recovered slightly in august in the 11 games he's played by hitting three home runs um so that is maybe a little bit more power than he showed earlier in the year but uh, he had he had a really great start in april and uh march and april he had an Mm -hmm. 853 ops he batted 292 and then he batted 265, and then it got worse. He batted 198 in June. Then it was 218, and now it's 214. The um, thing is, is that in the beginning of the year, I don't know. He just like he plays really bad against bad pitchers. Well, well, and I got also s- he goes up and down. This this is not new. No. Even last year, his best year he ever had at the plate, he went up and down. He had good months. He had bad month. Good month. Bad month. All through the season. That is Ian Happ. We cannot say that he's going to somehow get it together. Ian Happ is Ian Happ now. 
He has a good month. He has a bad month. That's yeah. who he is. And it's not so changing. Why not? Why not sometimes let Ian DH or come off the bench or something and put Morell in left field? Like, exactly. why not? Where is Alfie, Literally, where, why not? Alfie Campos says Morell not on the field despite his tremendous arm. Very true. Uh, but here's the thing. When you have Morell as your DH, you can actually give Ian Happ half a day off, right? You can move Ian yeah. if you want to keep him his bad in the lineup. You can make him the DH and put Morell out there. You can make Talkman the DH and have Morell there. You can have Candelario DH and Morell there because Morell plays everywhere, apparently. Everywhere. So I, I mean- get it. I personally want, I want him at third base, but Jamer is better now. Yeah, exactly. I, he, I, he, hey, I've been, to, I've been, I have been blowing the Christopher Morell as a third baseman horn all season long, but now we have an actual like career third baseman who's really good at the job. So who's yeah. having a great year on top so of already being. So good. if yeah. you're going to set up the team for success with the people that we have here in real life right now, then yeah, use Ian Happ to get, or uh, use Christopher Morrell to get Ian Happ some rest on the bench when he decides he wants to hit a buck eighty again. Well, yeah, and when you want Morrell to get a break, that's when you bring in Madrigal as a mm-hmm. DH to slap a couple of singles or something. But yeah, sure. it's, and and instead, like they like Happ's in there almost every day, and I get that that he's not hurt, so you just keep keep him out there and whatever. But, you know, at, at the same time, it's like it is about, like, cycling through. If the guy's hitting 200, give him two days off. In a, like, like, where is the energy for Ian Happ in his struggles that is there for, say, a Suzuki? Where is the energy for being like, you know, oh, Mike Talkman can't hit lefties and somehow in in uh freaking david ross's brain it's just simply not true his splits are pretty much even like it doesn't make any sense and so i'm like, a big believer anyway <laughs> in like for people who are like oh man the guy can't hit lefties okay let him see some more lefties maybe he'll figure it out he's certainly not gonna learn how to hit lefties never facing them it's just I'm, not a- i'm with you 100 percent ifg it nothing makes less sense than saying, oh, you're not good at something, then never do it. Never try. Because that will never make you better at it. Because then their numbers are always going to be low at that position, and they'll they'll continue to say, oh, well, the guy just can't hit lefties because, you know, he's seen three in the last nine months. Jock Peterson. Perfect example. 100% Jock Peterson. Absolutely. He... That that was the knock on him. That was the book. Everybody yep. said he can't hit lefties. He came to the Cubs because the Cubs are like, we'll let you hit lefties. And sure, they traded not? him <laughs> to the World Series champion Atlanta team. And, and he hit lefties. <laughs> and he hit lefties. He's never looked back. Well, and uh, also like the idea of the resting, like we saw what it did right now for Saya. He had the best week of any Cub. Uh, I'll put these numbers up real quick. This is just the week. Saya batting 375 with a 412 OBP, slugging 750 because he had a triple, a double, and a homer this week. 1.162 OPS. Didn't play as much as everybody else. Only 16 at bats versus like Bellinger with 22 at bats or Horner with 23. But he still had. But there's a slight difference between what Horner does with the bat and Bellinger does with the bat and what Suzuki does. So. It, it's understandable that Suzuki gets slightly less at bats than those two guys. 
Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to start rotating guys in and out, like where's this energy for Hap? If he's going to struggle, like maybe we can get, I'm not saying Hap's going wrong. Like he's walking all day long. Like my issue with Hap in many respects, and I want to talk about it when we get to the, the ideal lineups, but the, you know, my issue with Hap is that he's always up there looking for the walk. Like he is like walk Rex. And I'm like, okay, batting third, like you're kind of getting to the ball. (laughs) Yeah. You're kind of getting to the part of the order where you're looking for guys to drive in runs because you've got the table setters in your Tachmans and your Horners, you know, and then, you know, and then batting third, you want to try to drive in a couple of those before you get to your high strikeout, big bopper at number four. Yeah. He's Chris Bryant without the power. Okay, yes. we, have to, we have to talk about a play before we totally get off like the series is because okay. uh, all right, because it, it just remind me because of the idea of um, the like the righties we have and like, um, you know, who should be on the bench and rotating guys in and out. Somebody we haven't mentioned yet is Nick Madrigal, who was sent out there to bunt with runners on first and second in the final uh, game of the Mets series. And then it did work. It was a successful bunt. He moved the runners. Second and third, you give up the out right in front of Morrell. <laughs> I, I have Jesus left. She just she's left. Like, she's like, she hates bunts so bad. She's like, I can't even talk to these guys. I think right she's now. going to get like a banner that says never bunt. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll go first because I personally, I had no problem with the bunt. You know what I had a problem with? Watch that play. Go back and watch that play. And what you see is Nick Madrigal, A, he bunts at a ball that's above his head, right? But he gets the bunt down, but then he doesn't actually run the ball out. He's like running, (laughs) but he's like running and watching the play like this. And he's like jogging and he's not going hard because yes, he was supposed to bunt and just sacrifice over but honestly you need to bust your ass down there and maybe for some sort of stupid play because they didn't have to even rush to get him like, yeah it was, it was that gave himself that up me, he didn't that's the thing that pissed hit. me off i wasn't upset necessarily with the the choice there and i think you can make other choices you can say never but but if you're going to bring that guy in to do that, he needs to run. He needs to run. He's supposedly one of the faster guys on this team. He needs to bust his ass down the line so that hopefully, you know, somebody makes a mistake at some point. And well, then we score on that play instead of just moving guys. Well, that's over. a lot of what ifs, but how, how about it's the- a lot of what ifs, but you know what isn't a what if he, he was out. Just, yeah, just he just burr, burr, and just well, looked at the ball and didn't try to run. That's and, and not I, a what if, and that's what created all the other what ifs. So, but what about the idea of never bunting that um, IFG is <laughs> Now you watch a lot of Japanese baseball, like don't they bunt a lot in constantly? In Asia? And I yell at them. I I remember one time about a year and a half ago, I was asked to speak to a group of uh, Korean youth baseball coaches and i was wearing this shirt (laughs) and they were like oh we love that that never bunt motto is that i'm like yeah seriously literally never do it like there's no excuse the only good bunt is the one that works and guess what it doesn't work never bunt i was i was at i was how about a squeeze in 2016 the mariners were playing the cubs 
Yeah, you, we know your old man story. Some that couldn't pitch went down by six, and in the end, that's a squeeze. Twelfth inning, John Lester laid down a perfect bunt, and Jason Hayward came sliding in to walk the game off, and it was like the greatest game I ever saw in person. It it's was just amazing. Okay, so bunts squeeze are bunts. not always bad. Is, I want to ask though, IFG squeeze bunts are those okay? Like just like getting that run in. Look, I. Nobody likes the aesthetic of a perfectly placed bunt down the third baseline that like dies at the third baseman's fingertips right at the base. But like, if you are bunting, you're not going to hit a home run. True. If you yeah, are, but, but I mean, like, is not going to hit a home run. No, you did it one I, time. Don't let that, don't um, let that mess but, your brain. But that being said, a bunt is so much less likely to work than it is to fuck up in some way or another. Like now that, but okay. especially now that I'm we are with, shift limited, you're not going to have a place where you like, if like, yeah, uh, last they year, never did it when last it was year, limited. if your third baseman was hanging out in right field for some reason, sure. But nobody over there can field it. See what happens. Um, but, I'm, like, right now. I'm I'm right. You hit yourself in the face. That's what you're gonna do. What I you're, gonna do? you're gonna get that thing down, and then you're gonna forget to run to first base because you can't think and hit at the same time. I just dropped a Lincoln. I just dropped a link in a chat to Ichiro Suzuki hitting a home Ichiro run. Ichiro is allowed to do whatever with, he wants he, to do. He's Ichiro Suzuki. Nick Madrigal is not Ichiro Suzuki. He Never but bunt, He bunted I'm, it I'm loving the ramp, by the way. <laughs> it's I great. Was, I was waiting for the banner to come up. We don't have an IFG ranting banner like we have with me <laughs> yeah we'll have to make one um so let let's move on to this blue jays uh series man Assad looked great i love and he's another one that we've been championing on this show ever since we saw him in the wbc like roll through that american lineup we just knew he was nails he had the freaking you know stamina and uh the bravery to get in there and do it and I'm loving you said it in you said it in the Cubs pod. By the way, another perk for Patreon people. Uh, but you said it in the Cubs pod. We were talking about this early in the season. And to be fair, I was in on that. I was wrong. I did not want uh, Smiley, and I wanted Assad. Smiley came out, and he was great. But <laughs> I don't. I can't remember exactly how you put it, Danny. But it was excellent how you were like. We were wrong until we were right again, <laughs> which is exactly how this show works. We're always wrong until we're right. The shit just comes around, and all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we we you know." Well, in that's two and a half going on now, and we in, called that shit months ago. In two and a half hours, sometimes we contradict ourselves on the show <laughs> itself. But like, no, I mean, Assad. I mean, he replaces Smiley right now, right? I mean, that's it, right? I mean, what do you think, IFG? Like, is Smiley just in the pen, like, and Assad just give him the role, or I don't know. Do you Asad trust him like out- that? Yeah, I he, he's outperforming. Smiley's outperforming Wisniewski. Yeah, I, if I never see Wisniewski again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> um, it's not been good, yeah. I'm I'm very done with the Hayden Wisniewski experience. So if it's between Wisniewski and Smiley, like let, let Smiley stick around. I have more faith that he'll like. 
I'll put up the I'll put up the weekly numbers, and I sorted this by innings pitched. But uh, you could see Hayden Wisniewski in his two innings it didn't really uh, go well. He gave up four hits, two runs, and he did allow runs. He didn't even get an out in that game. On was it which game was it? One of the ones that we lost to the Mets. Yeah, yeah, it was the last game against the Mets. Couldn't give an out. Gave it. Couldn't get an out. Gave up the tie in that Hendo start. But yeah, not not great. Um. Not a great week for the yeah bullpen. yeah in that Hendo start he gave up a home run to his the first guy he saw right yeah yeah he did and yeah, and I right. and I wonder like how much of this like that was the end of a really long stretch of baseball with no days off that Met series and it ended with this that road trip and then having a day off before the Blue Jays so I wonder how much of that was losing to the Mets which just kind of like kind of skidding into the end of that. Um, and we're about to face it again after a, a bunch of off days randomly in one week. And then we have another long stretch, like, cause reasons. I mean, they'll have, they'll have August 31st off. Like, I don't think they go like a full seven days without a day off coming up. They go. Um, I was looking this up uh, just before, and I believe they have, no, they don't. They play August thirty first. I think they play uh, August thirtieth. I don't. No, think they no play they're August off the thirty first. Yeah, and then they have. Well, they play Kansas between the eighteenth and the thirtieth. No days off, so that's twelve days days in a row. Then they have a doubleheader against the Reds, and then on the first, and they don't have another day off till the fourteenth. So there's two two week stretches with only one day off, but they have three days off this week. <laughs> like they had Thursday <laughs> off, they have Monday off tomorrow, and then they have Thursday off again um, in the town that. Which is great. It, they get just to go home and whatnot, but it's, it's weird, too bad. bad. It really is too bad that there's not <clears throat> at least one human being out there who went through the entire schedule and fixed that shit and actually showed how we could just take Mondays off and how Mondays could absolutely just be the day that you do all your makeup games. And so the only way you actually get like more than six days of baseball in a row is if you have a, a, rain out, a, make, yeah. a makeup game. For example, yeah. the Rakuten Monkeys in Taiwan will be playing this Monday night, which is tonight our time, um, or like early this early in the morning y'all's time, um, because it it's a makeup game from something that was rained out because in Taiwan and Japan and Korea, Monday is the day off. Yeah, makes Everybody sense. gets every Monday off. It's yeah. the Man. easiest freaking solution ever. Yeah, but, but they, also they everything never, they do is stupid. You Dude. never do two game series, you never do four game yeah. series. All you three do three game yeah. series, except for and I think when I was doing the schedule, I figured it out there's you do like, double headers there's like three series that you have to do four games in in order to get to 162 but you do those against your own division and you do a double header a scheduled double header yeah so that you can actually sell tickets for it and have people ready to do it yeah on yep. a sunday it like makes so much sense yeah yeah i totally agree um 
So we're, they're, we're, they're obsessed with hey, this thing oh. where they have like half the teams playing on Tuesday and half the teams playing on Thursday. And if you just give everybody the same day off, it's so much easier to schedule and it makes so much more sense. Yeah. Son Ranto, we're going to be wrong until we're, until right. we're right. Somebody's going to figure well, it out and they're going to go, oh, okay, this makes sense. Baseball doesn't do anything right. I mean, look at, <laughs> look at the. They really don't. No, look at the Blue Jays. Like they're starting their games at like seven oh seven, and then the other game was, and then on Saturday it was supposed to be at one thirty seven, but instead it was at like actually two fifty because they had to like trick everybody in to come see a Joey. Well, okay, all right, all right, all right. All right. So, like, sorry, I, I, I understand. I don't like this whole we had to trick them into caring. They about did the trick them. No, they didn't. It tricked like, me. <laughs> well, they tricked you because you didn't know or care about Jose Batista being inducted into the Hall of Fame. But if Sportsnet was going to air that, then they were going to fit it into the time that already had ad space sold for it, rather than having to back up and knock some other thing out of the TV time slot. No, That I'm way, so- everybody all the way across Canada could see Jose Batista or do his thing. Joey Bats, bye-bye ceremony. And uh, you know what? Joey Bats is a World Baseball Classic legend. So even though Ruggie Odor punched <laughs> him in the face, we have to respect him forever. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with Joey Bats getting honored. And they had a couple other people. And then I, I was actually listening to the Blue Jays announcements because they played it over their radio station on the MLB app. So I was like, well, I'm yeah. listening to this instead of because it was uh, kind of a rough weekend for the radio because it was Zaidman and, and Coomer. All yeah. weekend, uh, Pat's been off. Hopefully, he's back soon. But um, you know, he, I, just, I think he just chooses not to go to Canada. I maybe he's not vaccinated still. Um, no, I uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I'm, I don't want to spread rumors, but the no. But what I'm wondering is like, it, I think you know, he just doesn't like moose. <laughs> he does. He doesn't go to Seattle or Canada. Anyway, when I listen to Zayman, I just feel like it's just the fifth inning all game, and I'm just like, I can't even. It's just fifth all, all fifth. It's just the perpetual Groundhog Day of fifth inning. <laughs> and like, How I funny can't would it be if he just, if every, after every break, he's like, welcome back to the fifth the inning. Fifth inning. But, um, <laughs> No, this the only thing that bothered me. I mean, we win the first game six to two. Uh, Assad is great. Uh, Horner, Dansby get home runs. Uh, Sayas keeps hitting, hits a double. He's all pumped, like driving in runs. Cubs are up six to two, and they brought Alzali into this game um, after a day off. No, and so like, maybe why? yeah. Why? Like yeah. you're not going to need him tomorrow or something. I don't know. Well, and uh, I yeah, it just seemed a little bit. I don't know. Like it's like, not a safe dumb. situation. Why are you bringing your closer in? Mm-hmm. The other, and then you needed him the next night because uh, then it was five. To, Cubs win that one five to four, and Alzali had to be out there again. And um, Steele was just okay at eighty-five pitches only for him. Um, I don't know. I thought he could have maybe gone out there again. What did you think? I I felt like he was definitely getting tired in the sixth inning. Like that's when he gave up the home run. Uh, and it's not so much about this game being 85, but the game before he went 110, which was the most pitches he'd thrown. And in that game, he was literally, he was maxed. Like he was throwing baseballs in the, uh, so the start before this week, uh, he was throwing baseballs that were just going 
up because he couldn't hang on. And you could see it. It's pretty rare that you can actually see the pitcher on the mound getting tired. Like you can actually see there's, he's got nothing left. He battled through that inning in that game. But yeah, I think that because of that, they may have wanted to get him out a little bit earlier. And, but amazingly was still able to get you six innings, even though six or five. Oh no, it was five. You're right. It was five. I did. I did that game on Cubs pod. He did. He only did five, but yeah, I think he goes back out there for six. If he didn't have the outing that he had before where he threw 110 and was smoked at the end of that game i think they needed to you know kind of limit him a little bit well i have a couple thoughts about it and you know you kind of maybe see it with stroman getting his having his hip be hurt and uh, hopefully that's all it was but you know you're getting to that point of the year where some of these guys especially the younger ones are probably throwing the most innings that they've ever thrown in a major Mm -hmm. league baseball season and there's still a month and a half to go. And it's interesting to see who will have the stamina and who will run out of steam because, um, you know, just the idea of like, okay, is Assad our, our fifth starter or fourth starter, whatever it is? Like, are we all ready to be like, yeah, man, starter of the future, definite rotation piece? I'm ready. Well, <laughs> I'm ready. ready all year. well, I think here's the thing I think we're all ready until we're not, until it's not ready. And, you know, that's the thing. It's like you look at the end of this rotation, you've already maxed out Smiley in his innings pitched. You're, you've been using Assad a couple different ways. You've been, uh, you've got somebody like Wisniewski and Killian that they're trying to work out that's not working out, but you're trying, you need these innings eaten. And so, like, you're going to need all hands on deck. The question is, like, is there enough there? that's talented enough to shut it down. It's such, it's such a difficult balancing act because like you have to throw everybody a certain amount to keep them fresh. And then you have to throw every, you know, your certain, your best people enough to get you into the playoffs, but then you need those people to be healthy enough to actually give you a chance in the playoffs. So like, how much rest does your best guy need and you know your and how do you stagger all of that to make one sure that second. everybody's as healthy as possible by the end because one like, second i got to i got to put this into ross gpt and then i'm going to uh-huh. have the answer okay it's 4 sure <laughs> um and then when something happens like your starter who's known for being particularly healthy um, goes down for a couple weeks because his hip hurts, that those are innings that have to be taken up by somebody else who you had already mapped out in your head to be rested so much and played so much. And now, you know, somebody has to take up the slack. So it, it really does show the human side of this game where you really do have to be, you know, malleable enough to, to just kind of figure it out on the fly because you're not like the computer's not going to be able to tell you that Drew Smiley is going to get you X number of winning innings for Y number of days. It's just not going to happen. You've got to play it out with feel. And <laughs> Well, and then today, let me add it to it, because today Tyone went out there who had been better, and then he had a real clunker of a start, gave up all these yeah. runs, really didn't give us a chance. And so you're like, okay, Tyone got right. Okay, 
but so much for being consistent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, the the, the guy consistently inconsistent. He's had a very he he was very consistent, and then he actually got good. Had a nice run. Come on, I mean, well, yeah, his. I'm I'm still on the town train in the fact that he should be in this. Well, he's uh, got a nine nine ERA on the week, so (laughs) get on. You ride that train straight into the lava pit. It's a (laughs) ten innings pitched, nine ERA. 11 hits, they, 10 earned runs, two home runs. If they had nine strikeouts, pitchers, if they had better pitchers on this in this organization, but they don't. I would not we feel bad if they took Jamison Tyone out of there, but they don't. Like he is still literally, he's still better than Wisniewski. He's better than Killian. He's better than Keegan Thompson. Like he's still better than these guys that people had really wanted to bring up and start and I am all for any one of those dudes being able to be the guy to take Tyone's spot I you know I'm not not in love with Tyone but they're not doing it so you run Tyone out there because at the worst you're getting what you expect I I thought maybe Tyone would just was maybe bad against the in Canada or something like he had something like that. He had one of the best. He just got really lucky for a couple weeks and let us forget how bad he is at throwing baseballs. But he had a 198 ERA at the Rogers Center over 27 innings pitched in four games before he went up there today. And then today he gave up eight earned. And even though the Cubs committed two errors today, all the runs were earned, so it, it was it did not matter because sometimes you look at it like, oh well, only four earned, and all the errors did it. It's like, nope, it was they they sucked on many a level today. Uh, um, Facebook user who I, I have to I have to assume it's Bill Sugis. Uh, they jinxed him talking about that on the pregame, and that does if not. If you're Bill Sugis, apologize for being mean to Christopher Morrell right now. <laughs> yeah, but but it doesn't surprise me at all that. Uh, you know, shit Bambi would jump in there and say some dumb stuff and have it backfire on him. Oh God. It's it. it I saw earlier in the chat that um, David Elliott says that uh, Zaidman is getting much better as an announcer. He has reached a tolerable level. I agree with that. And he's even getting some rapport with Coom. Like I totally agree with that. But then he also said that uh, Boog is still not at a tolerable level. It's can't wait for the Cubs to get back into town. I could listen to Miguel again and practice my Spanish. Oh, it's Carrie. Facebook user is Carrie, not Bill Sugis. But Carrie, if you would like to apologize and tell Christopher Morrell he's a good boy, you're welcome to do so. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie's like, what am I apologizing for? <laughs> and uh, Blake, Blake, adding on to the pitcher conversation to make things worse, the Cubs need a sixth starter if they want Steele to have anything left. He's going to push so way past his balls thrown. And that- speaking of six stars, that was Hyunjin Ryu was they are using him as a six starter right now. They are running out six guys. They, mm-hmm. that is smart. If you so have, smart. It. I don't think the Cubs have it, but if you've got it, you don't need to send somebody down, run out. It's also starter. like a really good thing to do. If you have somebody like say Shohei Otani on the roster who um, needs to spend a whole lot of time and energy with hitting baseballs. Uh, and so they might want to like skip a start every once in a while or like pitch every six days. You know? Yeah. Or if Ryu is only making his third start after having 
horrific elbow surgery for yeah. talking about reuse specifically. I'm talking about the <laughs> yeah. Look, well, I just count look as a lifelong, extremely devoted Mariners fan these past two seasons. I was really counting on the Cubs to show up against the Blue Jays, and now the Mariners are a uh, game and a half behind in the wild card. So y'all have really let me down on like two levels. Well, now. so are I we. I mean, they did show up. They got meatloaf. Well, that's all they did. Yeah, we meatloaf. Yeah. I mean, we split the road series, it, and now uh, we are twenty nine and twenty nine on the road. Um, Four games over at home. Uh, we're 61 and 57 on the outside looking in when it comes to a playoff picture. Miami jumped in front by winning two in a row and us losing today. We're on the outside losing in, uh, looking in along with the Reds, who are uh, only a half game. I'm, I'm back. more concerned with that Milwaukee getting uh, the White Sox right now, and they're they've won four. I honestly, I don't. I do yeah. not care about that final spot in the end of season tournament. It kind of drives me nuts. I really only want to focus on catching the Brewers. I mean, I just want extra baseball, extra Cubs baseball is a win. As far as I'm concerned, I don't really care how we get in because it's, you're, you're not going to get the buy. You know what I mean? You're, you're not going to catch the dot yeah, for Atlanta. So it's like, it doesn't matter. Like M- Milwaukee being the, the lowest of the division leaders, which is what we would be. It, it, no, well, but you would, but you would get them at home. Like you'd get we'd home, get home. Games yeah, instead that's of instead I would, of away games. Yeah, but right now, if we sneak into that third spot, guess who we play? Milwaukee, and that that's basically a home so game. So let's so let's get the division and make Milwaukee come to to Wrigley versus. Yeah, that always goes so well in the wild card, doesn't it? Well, or in game or in game one sixty three postseason, <laughs> yeah, those always go so well when Milwaukee comes down. It's an automatic win, right? It's good for this show because Eric Wheelow comes on and it is. Get to yell at him. It is. Well, anyway, we're on the outside looking in, and um, but w- let's come back and talk about it after. Uh, we're we're going to give our ideal lineups, and then I'm going to give you guys a Cubs quiz, um, which has a lot to do with some of the stuff we were just talking about, and you can uh, participate in the chat as well throughout your answers. And uh, then my friend Lauren Freeman's going to come by and talk about the White Sox. And, um, well, oh, and then I've got some Steve Trout news to share. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. So The uh, only podcast literally in the entire world that said at any time in the last month, I have Steve, Steve Trout, Trout news. news. In breaking <laughs> Steve Trout news, literally it happened this morning while I was sitting on the toilet. But we'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer and in turn line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. 
What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts. Plus, eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show. Um, I do want to add that uh, to that little Patreon commercial that all August long, we are giving away Cubs Pod for free on our main podcast feed, which is uh, through the Bleacher Bunch Productions. So if you want to check it out and see what that's all about, it's a daily show that Michael and I have been going every other day talking about the, what happened in the night's game before. And it was supposed to be a little, like, 10-minute show. And then what Tim the and hell I has just, happened? Yeah, we, we go half hours sometimes just ranting by ourselves. But it's, it's good practice for this show. <laughs> I, I think the – I think the mistake that we have made in this and uh, anybody in the chat, let us know if you agree with me or you like the way this works. We started to do basically a breakdown. Like if somebody hasn't watched the game, we talk about every inning that takes a long time. (laughs) It does. Especially if you got things to say about the players. So uh, let's talk about these players because um, I just, I was thinking that we haven't really taken a look at, uh, you, you know, I see everybody complaining at, about the lineups, for example, all the time. Like, you know, we did it tonight. Mike Talkman should always be in there. Um, like, and now we're at the point of the season where the Cubs are making decisions like, hey, we're not going to have Trey Mancini on this team because it's a negative for us. Um, so he's got to go and we're going to bring in somebody that can help us win. So we need to throw our best nine out there every single day and our best lineup. So I came up. And I made um, – I don't know if you guys made um, any – your own lineups of how I, they would go. I couldn't because I was traveling, but I – But, yeah, if you can think of I what you – I'll make it up as I go along. Exactly. And I want to see people in the comments right now put your ideal lineup, and that is both where they're playing in the field and what batting order they're batting in. Who are these guys? And you can do lefty versus righty, or it could just be one lineup that – you think is the best lineup no matter who's pitching um, because mine's kind of like that. Um, here's my lineup versus lefties. I don't sit Talkman. Talkman still leads off Never. against lefties until further notice. Do I think the summer of Mike Talkman's going to last forever? I sure the hell hope it does, but you know what? Fall comes eventually in Chicago. And I am, I, I am personally offended by the fact that your lineup here does not have Christopher Morrell in it. And I would like you to apologize. This is, I know, I know it doesn't have him in it. Um, this is just versus lefties. And I, and it's weird to me too, that I did this. But this is what I'm I'm thinking. Here's my idea behind it. Um, Wait, it, hold on. This doesn't have Horner in there either. No, it does yeah, not. Yeah, it does. Nico. It says this Nico. Weird. Oh, it says it's, Nico. Oh, yeah, it does weird. Nico. This is an alternative lineup, okay? This is one without Morel. I do – I can very easily replace Gomes with Morel. But the honest-to-God <laughs> truth is Gomes has better power numbers against lefties than Morel. 
I know. It's crazy. I know. I'm just saying that's why I did this at the last minute. So I replaced Gomes with Morrell. But, but here's my, my lefty uh, lineup. Talkman in center. We talked about why that that's fine. You have belly at first. Dansby at short um, against righties because he's got the OBP there. Um, and plus, then Bellinger plays is third. And the reason Bellinger's third instead of fourth is because I want I come from the school of you want your best hitter to have as many at bats as possible and batting Amen. third, and you want him up there in the first inning. And that's just why I want Bellinger third. Then, yeah, Gomes is kind of – it's. I know it's a joke, but he just did have – I just wanted to bring up that he had better power numbers than Morell does against lefties. But Morell – You know have- what? I, and I can, I can understand that, Danny. Here's the issue. You got him at fourth. Or, or yeah, you got him fourth. Like, you can't have a power. He, he's a catcher! He he's still not – he's still not a fourth hitter. I know, I know. Listen, I knew this was going to be controversial. It's partly why I put it in there. Just, uh, you know, but I, I can justify it with some numbers. You know, he just is, he's got six of his home runs are against uh, lefties. He, he tends to see it well. He's having a, he's having a career year. He truly is the resurgent got Jan Gobes. Um, anyway, uh, Hap, then I've dropped him down in the order in both of my lineups versus lefties and righties uh, because he, to me, it's like, I appreciate the on-base skills. I really do. But um, it's just – I don't know. I, I, But he has a lot more power against – and I mean, not uh, – he's got a – yeah, he's got more higher OPS against lefties for some reason, batting right-handed. But he doesn't do that as much, you know. Then uh, Candy, uh, I got him uh, – Next, playing third like he should. Saya in right. Amaya as catcher. And then I put Nico as my kind of like second leadoff hitter. And I know he's got the OBP, but I'm thinking like he could both. I think you got two leadoff hitters, one batting right and I, batting lefty for half the game. You know, I for like, most of the game. I like the theory behind this, Danny. I think you're wrong. But you're not wrong because of the theoretical idea what you're putting together. You just have the players in the wrong spot. <laughs> okay, and then I, let's uh, take one from the chat here. Uh, and I don't know if this is versus lefties or righties or just your best off overall lineup. But... We're just doing best overall. You're the only one that did lefties and righties. Yeah, I kind of like got into the You're weeds. You're the teacher's with... pet. Well, I realized <laughs> I was becoming David Ross and it was bothering me as I was doing it. I was like, oh, my God, I'm Danny Rocket GBT. This sucks. <laughs> so this is how Alfie writes it up. Talkman in center, Horner at second, Belly batting third and playing first. Shortstop Swanson. I like Swanson in the fourth spot. I struggled with that too. DH Morrell, left field Hap, switch hitter batting sixth. Candy at third, batting seventh. Uh, Suzuki eighth, Amaya ninth. I like that lineup. Uh, I like I like that as well, and I'm I, mine's very close to that. I think. IFG, what do you got? Like off the top uh, of your I'm, head, I'm, I'm I'm thinking. I think I like. Either Talkman or Morell leading off. Um, if Talkman's playing center field, I want him to lead off. If he's not playing center field and playing like DH or something instead, then I, if Morell is on DH, I want him to lead off because he needs something to think about. 
but like not too much. Um, we lost I, I both like, games he he let off this week. Just saying, I don't he lost care. Them. That doesn't necessarily mean anything because he also hit a leadoff home run in one of the two. It games. wasn't. It's, wow. It definitely wasn't his fault. We lost. Yes, yeah. it was not it. his yeah. fault that we lost. So let's not let's not compare apples to like pick them up trucks. Um, <laughs> I either want Talkman or Morel to lead off. Um, in whichever one is not leading off, I would like to bet either fourth or fifth. I'm not like married to either one. Um, so Morel, like, like, so Talkman, you'd put fourth or fifth as well. Sure. Yeah. Whichever one's not needs to be in the other. And then I want Dong to be second. I want Belly third. Um, fourth, I could see Saya doing if he gets his shit together, which would be nice because that's like what he's supposed to be. So you're fine if he becomes more of like a, if he's like the doubles hitter, more um, guy. I'm fine with that. It, he's Seiya in in Japanese baseball is a really high OBP guy. He had like a 438 OBP or something um, the last year he was playing in Japan. Um, so that would be great. If not him, then maybe Candy. I don't know. I'm not really good at this. Um, I want. Let's see. So we got Talkin slash Morel, Dongsby Belly, Talkin slash Morel. Um, I have, I have Amaya. I, I wouldn't do Gomes. If Gomes is in the lineup, if Gomes is catching, then yeah, he could bat fourth or fifth, maybe. I mean, it's not my favorite. Like it is a not my favorite. I wish we had a. I wish, like, I really don't feel like we have a true four four spot hitter on this team right now. Like that's supposed to be either Saya or Hap and neither one of them are really filling that role right now. Patrick Wisdom hit his 20th home run today. He's the only player in on the Cubs who has hit 20 home runs this year. Uh, other that teams is, have multiple players that have hit 20 home, home runs. Thank you. So and, yeah, yeah. if we hadn't been absolute dumbasses and non-tendered Kyle Schwarber and sent him into a weird spiral into terribleness, um, maybe he would still be our four hitter. I don't know, but we did not make those choices. I don't know. We don't really have a four hitter. Like, pick somebody and stick them in the four hole. It doesn't matter. Well, here's um, my here's my righty then, like, lineup. If it, you want to, if this will help you. Here like, we go. The guys, okay. yeah. I want Hap lower. He's been really bad lately. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about Hap. You want him I lower? Flip Hap and Suzuki, and I'm pretty happy with this actually. Okay, so here's the righty lineup. Is that I actually split is... Hap and Dansby, and I'm happy with this. Talkman, and that's like just righty or lefty, right? Sure. Yeah, so, Talkman, yes, absolutely. Talkman starting at center field, always your leadoff guy until further notice. The Hap's sure. OBP against righties is really high, so that's why I wanted him on base. Taking Evangelou mm-hmm. OBP, belly bats third. Then I got Morel who crushes righties, uh, you know, in the fourth spot because he truly could be a fourth yeah. hitter against Absolutely. righties. Absolutely, and he needs the chance to sort of grow up against left-handed pitching, and I don't think he's really being given that option right now. Um, so I would throw him out there again against left-handers and let him learn how to do it. And then I got Nico, Dansby, Candy, Suzuki, and Amaya. And I, I did drop Suzuki down. And I, I hope to move him up. You know, just if he can keep hitting like he did this week, then you move him up into a more a place where you're driving him in. Right. Okay. Well, let's so do another. I, go ahead. I've, oh, no, no. Do another uh, from the chat. Let's do another from the chat. Okay. This is Dominic's. Um, 
Hap, Nico, Belly. So everybody likes Belly third instead of fourth. Morel, yeah. fourth, fourth hitter. I think we all agree on that. Atakman, fifth. Um, Swanson, Candy, Saya, Amaya. Like, we're all kind of saying the same thing. I like yeah. the Hap, Hap leadoff taking advantage of that OBP. It's the same reason I hit him second. Um, I'd rather him do that than third. I'll tell you that much. Like, I would rather Hap bat. You know, I put out a lineup online and everybody was killing me for, like, um, you know, not taking advantage of Hap's OBP. And I'm like, well, then let's bat him ninth. As sure. a second OB, uh, as a second guy right. in front of the sluggers. See, that's where I was thinking of, of putting Nico because I know he's fast at least. And See, here's I another like, one. I like Hap I like later the speedy in the guy lineup. I like, I like Hap later in the lineup for the simple fact that he would get a chance to see the batters, uh, see the bats for a while before he got up there. And then maybe he doesn't need to take quite as many pitches. He could get some more good swings on it. But you know he's always going to take those pitches and get on base. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rogue Wave Creative writes in, uh, a sponsor of this show, I should add. Talkman, center field, Horny, playing second. Dansby, playing short. Then Belly, fourth. So he's got Belly in the fourth spot. Candy, fifth. Saya, sixth, um, playing right. Morel, DH, down further down in the lineup than Amaya and he's got Hap in the ninth spot like we were just discussing it's not okay the only the only problem I have with this Rogue Wave is that I really do want Talkman and Belly to see the pitcher in the first inning yeah and that's really my only my only quibble with this is that I want I want yeah, as here, much here's my out. only quibble. This is exactly those. That's kind of my lineup too, except for some a couple of different changes. So I like Talkman, and then you go to uh, Horner, then Belly, because that's just the best three that you have. Yeah, and then for fourth, you go Dansby because that's the cleanup. That's the guy. Um, and then who who do I have? Then fifth, I actually like Suzuki. I could put, I could put the names up. So you can yeah, I like you. Suzuki. I actually like Suzuki fifth. Morel, I like Suzuki in fifth, too. Oh, Suzuki fifth, actually. And then Candy sixth. And okay. then And then I'm going Hap, Morel, Amaya. And that's where I like it because I... Uh, Morel, I love what Morel does, but sitting back a little bit later gets him more looks at the pitchers before he comes in. And people tend to relax a touch towards the late. Either they're, if everybody's hit through the lineup, they're a little tired, or if they're in the third inning, their mental acuity is not quite there. And I think Morel takes absolute advantage of that and um you know and then outs that's my sort of base lineup now can things move around a little bit of course but that's what i like because i like i i like what hap and morel bring together hap in front of morel because morel's gonna drive hap around and amaya is just my starting catcher that's who he is, 
and he bats ninth. I don't necessarily like Amaya's. Uh, he he's he's been really good for a rookie, but he doesn't have the best. Uh, we don't know yet. The plate. So so the I, I think Gomes, I think Gomes has a better plate approach than Amaya, but I like Amaya better overall. You know what I mean? And if I and if I were to switch him out, which I would, because obviously your catcher shouldn't catch every single day. Gomes is still going to be in that ninth spot because then I think Gomes becomes your big bat at the end of the lineup that nobody's looking for. Sure. Now the chat wants to talk a little bit about Patrick Wisdom's future because he, you know, strikes out a bazillion percent of the time and he's going to be, you know, he's going to be 32. Now Jan Gomes, he's a vintage 1987. So that makes him what? 36 coming up soon. Um, do... Patrick Wisdom's really tough. He's really well, tough to put can, in a lineup every day, can, but I can, absolutely think he should start anytime you see. Like, I think he. I mean, that's how you get guys days off, right? Can we talk anytime about? You see it. Okay. Can ahead. we can we talk about these players in terms of these trivia questions I have yeah. for you? Because we're getting to talking Let's points. Do it. That are 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 baked into the trivia that I've got for you. So okay, here's let's try. Here's, here's the idea because you guys are are already giving away answers like just by talking. <laughs> so um, that's how smart we are, Daniel. Exactly. Now, I didn't say they were the right answers. I just said they were answers. Or God we're discussing geniuses things. over here. But um, so I would like people to also guess in the chat. I've got ten, or no, eleven trivia questions because you know it's baseball, so it should be weird. Um, a weird number. So uh, 11 trivia questions and um, some numbers. And it's not like your regular stuff, like holy, the team in doubles and stuff like that. It's uh, dug a little bit more That's into it. the lefty. right. I, I, I still wouldn't know. So here we I go. I never look at the numbers. So I'm very excited to see how smart I am. Just on intuition and smell. Yeah, this is, yeah, exactly. This is just eye <laughs> test stuff. Like, All right. I like you up against the TV, like, that smells like a double. My nana taught me to cook. Intuition <laughs> and smell. How do you know it's done? I don't know. It smells good. So which right-handed cub with, and these are all, by the way, like a hundred at bats. These are regular players. These, I'm not going to pull some Luis Torrens crap on you. You know, sure. no, nobody's like that. It's is, not going to be I, Nelson Velasquez. No, 1500 OPS. Yeah. What's that? I said I forgot Torrens was this season. Exactly. I was really rooting for him. Oh, well. So, so the, all these guys have at least like a hundred at bats in whatever I'm talking about. So, which right-handed Cub with at least a hundred at bats has struck out forty-one percent of the time versus lefties? Right-handed batter who struck out forty-one percent of the time versus lefties. Say answer- I'm I'm going to say Ian Happ. Okay. Anybody in the – go ahead in the chat if you in know. In the chat. We'll give you I, an I don't opportunity know. This is literally as well. Just a guess. I haven't Okay. I'll, I'll, move, I'll, move to the next, I'll move to the next question that we can come back to the chat. Okay. Um, okay. Versus – this is a multiple choice. Uh, versus righties, who has the highest OBP between Seiya Suzuki, Nick Madrigal, and Dansby Swanson? Who's Swansby. Got the oh, I'm going Suzuki on that. Okay. I'm going to do one more and we'll go back into the chat. 
Number three, which Cub with at least 100 at-bats at home and on the road has an OPS 168 points higher on the road? Ooh. Say that one again. Uh, which Cub with at least 100 at-bats at home and on the road, so, is, you know, has at least 200 at-bats, uh, you know, mm-hmm. home and road, has an OPS 168 points higher on the road. They're that much better on the road. Nick oh Madrigal. That's a good call. Um, I'm going to go Patrick Wisdom. Okay. Now let's go. Just going to make a guess there. Okay. Let's go back. So let's go back. Okay. Number one question was struck out 41% of the time versus lefties. It is the strikeout king himself, Patrick Wisdom. That's, is it? Yep. Yeah. That was smart. Waller, I, I don't know Mike why Waller had wisdom. under the bus like that, but yeah. So, somebody keep Saya. track. Big Chris Cubs had wisdom. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that's from the first. Yeah, it could be. Somebody had morale, but that would be incorrect. So uh, the uh, okay versus righties, who has the highest OBP between Suzuki Madrigal? And Swanson, I don't know. That was a pretty easy one to look up. So I some people did. For that one. Yeah, it was. It's Madrigal, actually. Really? Uh, yeah, wow. versus righties. Madrigal has the higher OBP. And Swanson, you're going to put out there every day versus righties. So uh, Suzuki, same thing. But Madrigal, and this is kind of crazy. Um, I put this in the notes, but um, Nick Madrigal, and this could be just a fluke because in his career, it's been more even. But this uh-huh. year versus lefties, he's got a 288 OBP. Damn, I need to watch more games. Yeah, it's just oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 288 All the games OBP? are on well yeah, and work really on the bad. West Coast. I, I have read entirely too many box scores this season. It's ridiculous. So, and then the last question was which uh, which player? Just, hit- just listen to Cubs Pod. We tell you everything. Which, too much, in fact. And, and by the way, here's the order: <laughs> Madrigal. OBP, uh, Madrigal, Swanson, Suzuki, but they're all right bunched up. Yeah, it's like three. Uh, you gave us one of those where it's like five points. Yeah, it could, it could change tomorrow. But I would just, but I was surprised that it was Madrigal, like period. Like I was just surprised to see his name up there. Um, yeah. Well, and, and neither one of us chose him. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> number three, uh, which Cub with uh, with at least 100 at bats at home and on the road has an OPS higher than a hundred uh, by 168 points. It is Seiya Suzuki. Really? Say it's Suzuki, better on the road. Yeah. Not hitting well at Wrigley. Huh. Interesting. Okay, wow. I'll try to get through these uh, next three here. Um, which Cub has an OPS 260 points higher at night? Okay, that's wow. got to be Donsby. 260 points higher at, at night. At night. Night games. Boy loves the spotlight. Let's go Donsby. I am going to say, good God, I don't know. Um, I'm going to go Ian Happ. Okay. Um, which three Cub regulars are batting under 200 in losses? Three. There's three answers you could give. Three Cub regulars. I think you only have to choose one of the three. Yeah, just you could just guess one, I guess, just to keep move, keep it moving. Yeah, which name one of three Cub regulars? I'll say that one of three Cub regulars hitting under two hundred in losses. If Christopher doesn't in, hit, we lose in losses. 
Yeah, who's the you don't go, we don't go? You don't go, we don't go, Christopher Morell. I'm going to say, yeah, I like Morell. I'm going Morell with you. Okay. I like that one. Um, And uh, who has the highest OPS in wins? Don't speak. Who's the best in wins? Who's the you go, we go guy? You go, we go, Donsby. No, you go, we go, Belly. Belly, Bellinger. It's either the you go, we go guy or it's the you guys win, so I'm finally going to (laughs) go. It's the Chris Um, I I like Belly for wins and Christopher for losses. Okay. uh, For. Yeah. Okay. I'm going back. Okay. I'm going okay. Madrigal in the last one. The highest OP- OPS, I said. Not OBP. Yeah, OPS. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Um, Nico Horner. On base plus slugging. Okay. I think Nico Horner Nico is we go. nails when, okay. when we're winning. Okay. Uh, the answer for the better player at night is Ian Happ. And I think uh, Michael really? Cotton guessed that one. Yeah. I um, always figured him as a day guy. Yeah, it's totally. Um the three cub regulars that are batting under 200 in law. He losses. literally sells coffee. How is he not a morning person? Exactly. <laughs> 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 um, in losses, the three guys that <laughs> fail um, are uh, now this is batting average. Yeah. Um, Nico, 183. Wisdom, 167. And these, as I said, is anybody with over 100. Uh, How many at-bats does Patrick Wisdom a have? A lot. He, no, he's How over, much of a mistake is that? Yeah, it's it's over 200. Um, That's yeah, terrible. But, Why so does Patrick, Patrick Wisdom, Wisdom have over 200 at-bats in this lineup? I'm, but I'm Patrick Wisdom has 104 uh, OPS+. plus. Like, he is still slightly better. He's Even though he's bad, it's just... He's average-ish. He's so vaguely average. It's just... That when he hits the ball, the ball goes. Far. Yeah. Well, it's really pretty. Well, he's well, he's batting one sixty seven in losses, and the worst. So the he's guy only batting like two oh five in wins, probably. So, uh, so Ian Happ is actually batting one forty four in losses, but he also has the highest OPS in wins, one thousand and one. Really? Yeah. So I thought that was like talk about like uh. A so switch. it does average out. Like, I keep feeling like Ian Happ is just kind of having an average-ish season. And if you look at wins and losses, it's kind of average-ish. See, but, you know, but then again, exactly what I said earlier. And if you're going to lose I would have to game. look more into this, but do you remember how good Chris Bryant was when the Cubs already had the lead? Like, yeah. Well, sure. Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant was... He was always with here five, for the with a five run lead. With a five run lead, he would destroy balls. Couldn't beat him. With a one run loss or a one run, uh, yeah. he would be sitting in the corner crying, hoping that he no, could go home and watch he, some Disney movies. He would take a walk. He yeah. would walk one run down. A guy on base. Chris Bryant walks every time, and you know if it. But they're up by three. Nobody's on base, home run every day. Well, I'll say this much about your eye test is that Ian Happ this year has been one of the best players in the clutch, and he's got a like a uh, good for him. Sixty-three. Asked me all this last year, I'd have been a lot better, but this year has been really hard for me to actually watch games. 
it's you. You have you have like a a real job this year. It's like it's, where you're. I don't like it. Somebody save me from this whole like corporate America thing. Niners make it really hard to watch baseball on the West Coast. Okay, let's get into some pitchers, and then we'll get into. We'll take a commercial break and get some White Sox um, uh, talk going for the two games we're going to face them. Um, which which bullpen? Oh, hold on, hold on, Mike Waller. Yeah, I put that says, up there before. He's still living on that April heater because he came out hot. And uh, Dominic Galoro says uh, Hap's numbers are very similar to last year. Yeah, when it's all evened out because you get hot and then you get cold. Um, so number uh, seven here, and we're not keeping track anyway, but um, which bullpen pitcher has taken the most innings this year? Who's pitched the most? It feels like Hayden Wisniewski, but I don't think that's right. I no, I got to say Michael Fulmer. by the, how as much as I'm sick of looking at him. Yeah, um, Mike, Michael Fulmer is my answer. I think you're right. It's Adbert Alzali. Is it Adbert? 52.2 innings. What, point really? one innings pitched less than Fulmer and Merriweather. Oh. Wait, how many innings less than Fulmer? No, we, one, one, one more than Oh, one. Fulmer. Okay, so yes, Cotton. Yeah, right. one out more. One out more, but Fulmer and Merriweather are tied, uh, and that's we're talking about three guys in the middle of August already at fifty-two innings, and like that's I know lot. we're using these guys, yeah. So and then it's only a couple innings ahead well, of lighter. So you got I four guys like, at fifty innings. I feel like Merriweather got overused, like June, July, like they used the living crap out of him back then, and he's yeah. been less used now, but. Yeah, but Fulmer, pretty much all year long, whether we wanted him there or not, he was always out there. Let me get through these last three questions, and then we'll just get your answer real quick because we're we're running long. We got uh, Lauren waiting in the green room. Yeah, we never do Yeah, Lauren, Lauren's never. in there just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, Let me talk a- about the White Sox. So, uh, all right. So, questions eight, nine. <laughs> He's and- the only person that's ever said that, actually. Questions 8, 9, and 10. Which starter with at least five starts has the most walks per nine? um, I'm going to say Drew Smiley. Hendo. Okay. Uh, Which reliever... I don't know what. It's a random guess. (laughs) Which reliever has the most walks... No, most strikeouts per nine. Which reliever has the most strikeouts per nine? I'm going to say Adbert Alzali. Guessing, yeah. Alzali would be my guess. Who leads? Nope. The... Hold on. Merriweather. Who like leads? Merriweather. Who leads the Cubs in errors? Who's committed the most errors with 11? I mean, 11 that were actually called or. No, it's just a, I've been an error. Yeah. Look <laughs> I didn't go through every game and be like, that was an error. I'm going to count it. No, no. (laughs) 11 errors that were counted. I'm running on vibes. I have no idea. Um, I'm going to say Stroman. I'm going to say Nick Madrigal. No, no. It's this is not a pitcher. It's not a pitcher. No, it's no, no. This no, no. Sorry, no. It's not. It's not. No. Who leads the? This is a defensive question, not a pitching. Yeah. No. 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 He's he's on. Oh, I thought we were doing pictures. Yeah, no, we were, but I I switched. This is the last that, question. That would be amazing because Strowman's actually really good defensively, and yeah, he, only he really plays is. Once so every I'm, five I'm games. sorry, I thought we were still talking about pitchers. <laughs> no, no, I'm questions. yeah. So eleven errors. So who leads the team in errors? Uh, in the field. Fuck. Um, 
I was thinking That's Nick Madrigal. I was thinking Nick Madrigal, but now I'm thinking Trey Mancini. Okay. Ooh, good call. I think I like right. your answer better. Okay, well, there's nobody that I've included. It, it's not that's not the right answer, but I didn't uh, also include anybody that's not on the team currently. But oh, um, okay. But but then, none of them. Then I'm going back to Nick Madrigal. Okay, so all right, here are the answers to these questions: Which starter with at least five starts has the most walks per nine? It's Stroman with three point five walks really? per nine. Wow. The reliever, Michael was right. It's Julian Merriweather with eleven point eight seven. And you know what I. Adbert is so good right now. I just got super excited, and then I but I thought about it for a second. God damn, Merriweather has been good this year. Like yeah. he sucked for like My two games, like really games. bad, and then he's been so good. And then uh, it's Patrick Wisdom with eleven er- errors, which begs the to, the question yet once again. What? Why the are hell? you here? <laughs> exactly. You're you very can't... pretty, but why are you here? What you are can't... you doing? And he wasn't even pretty for most of the season. I said mustache, mustache. Is, is not even be a thing. I'm sorry. He just looks like a cop with the mustache. And no, no, thank you. So uh, there it is. I think all that stuff's pretty interesting. I know I was surprised by some of the answers in there as well. So it's interesting to take a look at that every now and again in a fun way like that. But we're going to take a quick uh, commercial break. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk with my buddy Lauren about the White Sox in this Yay, upcoming Lauren. series. Nice. Here we go. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Tansby, Sam, Morel too. Clark Fly in his double U. Cody Bellinger smoking dudes. Vintage shirts from days of old. Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your strobe. Temper set off with the code. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. In the clutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In the Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t shirts from In the Clutch. Get it all at In the Clutch. Get it all at In the Clutch. Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about Ketrometrics? How about a coffee or run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Masturboni? If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus Podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, the Northside Numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric, OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show. As always, hashtag chance in the chat. And you can win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you with a message of love and doom. Which, uh, this is a season of love and doom. Pretty much above and below 500. uh, Waiting around 500 team. Um, I can't say that much for my buddy's team that we're going to bring on the show. It it really entertaining to say the least really just a season of dashed expectations 
um, on the south side of Chicago. And here he is, my friend, Lauren Freeman, live from his house in Arlington Heights, Illinois, home of the Arlington Heights Bears. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Never a dull moment. Be, be, gentle. be gentle. <laughs> I've, you've I, we've known each other since you were about 14 years old that so uh i have you ever known me to be gentle lord well i mean it's unusual circumstances but no yeah. <laughs> so what your team is completely useless you get swept by the brewers you couldn't even help out your big brother up on the north side of town you just get pants get game well, after game are beating up my tie guy in the bathroom you guys are beating up my tie guy. You have Tim Anderson losing fights and embarrassingly just getting clocked out uh, by Ramirez. I mean, just, nothing but throw punches since you can't score runs. Is this the oh, most he throw punches? He got his ass kicked. It was one punch. He got hit. <laughs> he went down. He was down. <laughs> Um, so how you how you feel it? I mean, are you? I know you said you're boycotting games. You won't go anymore unless it's free i get you're not buying tickets anyway anymore so no. where, where are you with your i mean i wish i could like dissect this on a microscopic level for you guys and be like oh we can talk about the cubs and the Sox series but it, it's just so problematic with the Sox. it's it's you know it's everything it's it's just it's rick Hahn. it's kenny williams it's the entire organization it goes right up to jerry reinsdorf um I mean, he needs to sell this team. Uh, it, it's it's just it's a hot mess. They they have no farm system. They can't develop players. I mean, wh where where can I even start? It's it, <laughs> it, it's like I I feel like you know, and I love them, but I feel like I am in an absolute abusive relationship, and they've been kicking my ass this whole year. It's just to the point where, I mean, I love going to the games. I mean, you know that, Danny. We've we, gone. We go all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I just can't give that man any more money. Lauren, everything that you just said, I have said about the Cubs, literally this season. You're right. Like, it's it's not the players. They're out there trying. They're out there doing what, what they can do. But when, but when you have Jerry Reinsdorf up there and his front office hiring guys like Tony freaking LaRussa to come out here after whatever a million years he's been gone and like what are they doing it's, it's insane they're they, like they, you know who will rein Tim Anderson in Tony LaRussa yeah exactly like in I mean the guy that didn't even know the rules the guy didn't know the rules last year could you imagine what Tony LaRusso was doing this year? Well, and now it's come out that there's now it's come out that there's like a huge mess like left in the wake. They got a new manager. What's that guy's name? Peter Grafal. Yeah, and and now he can't he can't control anything. I, there's stories of like the catcher, he's leaving a day early from uh spring train or uh for um, the no, All-Star break. And that pissed off the team because they're like, well, why does he get to go? You know, and then Anderson's like, fuck it. I'll buy his ticket. <laughs> yeah. And then he got slapped in the face, apparently, when he was sitting in the hot tub. Um, no, it, it, it's just it, it's crazy. Um, you know, here's a little trivia. Um, what what do Cashman Rizzo general managers, not Anthony Rizzo, um, 
And okay, Rick I'm confused for a second there, I'll admit. And Rick Hahn, what do, what, what do those three have in common? Cashman. Um, so not hiding a concussion for two months. No, that would be I, don't, I don't know. No. Give Tim Anderson another two months. <laughs> well, Rizzo, Rizzo, he was concussed that night, guaranteed. <laughs> Rizzo won the. I mean, he won the World Series with the Nationals. Cashman, like, what's he been doing? Like, the Yankees been hanging around but not doing much. And Han, I mean, they've had their jobs the longest. We're very bad that at trivia. Right. Just tell us, buddy. Uh, Danny's got it. They are They've the had their jobs. General managers in Major League Baseball. Rick Hahn. I got to tell you, 11 seasons, eight losing seasons, three winning seasons. He has won two playoff games, and that is his claim to fame. And he has kept his wow. job. There, there is zero accountability. It's, it's just, as That's a soccer fan, it's like, it is befuddling. You know, it's just. It in- sounds a lot like the Colorado Rockies. And anytime your team is compared with the Colorado Rockies, that's you like should being be upset. compared to the Cleveland Spiders. Well, <laughs> here's the question: Do you think they're going to rip it down to the studs in order to sell it, or like, I mean, Reinsdorf's not going to live forever. Like, is this going down? This, nobody yeah. knows. Nobody knows. He might. He might already be dead, and they're weakened and burying <laughs> his ass. Or I mean, he doesn't. He does talk. not look Who good. No, he doesn't. You know, he won't talk. So. Um, yeah, I maybe he can't talk. Part. That's what I mean. Like maybe he's literally dead. <laughs> He'd maybe, have maybe Rick Hahn is actually in charge over there. I mean, so what what will happen? I mean, there's got to be some. I mean, is there any talk of like Reinsdorf drops dead? Like what happens? Oh yeah, who's second in command over there? I mean, I'm assuming his son, Michael. So he just takes it over. Oh Does yeah, that's like doing. I mean, that's he's how thinking, royalty works. He's in charge. Fucking rich assholes just send it down to their children to ruin, just like they did. So, do you think like, that my family in charge of the bulls? Like he does all the bull stuff now, right? So well, I don't, <laughs> yeah. But, oh, oh, so he has a record of success. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because the bulls yeah. are great. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but here's my question: Do you think that the Rhines are like I, you know, everybody's like sell the team, sell the team, and like in Oakland, that's what what's happening. They are going to do that, and usually what they do is they rip it down to the studs, like they're doing it in the DC right now, for example. Like that team's getting going to get sold, and so they're ripping it down. Do you think Reinsdorf would ever divest himself of the Chicago White Sox, or are you stuck with the Reinsdorf son and then the Reinsdorf grandson and then the Reinsdorf whoever comes next? Is it like a Yankees situation where it's just Steinbrenner's all the way down? He's not going to sell. That's sad. You're stuck. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't care what the fans think. He just, I mean, he really, he's so insulated. Like, you know, they cancel Sox Fest, like, last year. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Like, and then, and then this year, the Cubs announced that they're going to do, you know, their fest and like their fan fest. And uh, the Sox said, oh, we're not, we're undecided. What? Like, because why God, would they? Come out and face the fans. Why like, would they know? face the south side of Chicago to say, actually, we're not trying. We're going to let drunk people run the show. And we're actually not trying to be good because we, hey, we make money either way. Yeah, they don't really care if they're just if it's just like a little piggy bank for them. No, I mean he's good with his twenty twenty five thousand. 
they get like twenty two thousand average a game, maybe twenty. He's good. He's good with that. He's got his corporate boxes sold for people that just kept it in the family and are they're just like holding work meetings there. Nobody's actually watching the game. I mean, he did a seminar earlier this year and he said it all like, and this was like, not, not necessarily like a major league baseball sports. Like it was a business seminar. And he said that he's good with like the Sox finishing second or third, you know, it, it keeps it competitive. The fans get excited because they think they can win, but it's ultimately cheaper for him. And, um, you know, then to not go for it and have to spend the money. Like, I mean, as a fan, that's just like, I don't want to hear that. Definitely not. It's a major market team. I mean, it is still Chicago. It's funny. Like, you, they always call the Cubs major market. Nobody blinks an eye. But nobody really says that about the White Sox for some reason. But you truly are. I mean, you have millions of people in the metro area. There's millions of Sox fans that would show up for this stuff. They you know, tailgates are packed and like you know, I would feel bad for you guys, but you guys beat up my tie guy and I can't be a party to be nice it's to you. So true, so true. <laughs> you're you the the poverty franchise that you root for. You know, people are sitting here listening to your sorry story that are cup fans listening to this podcast right now and they are smiling ear to ear. They are so happy to hear how terrible it's going for you and your team. And I like you personally, but goddamn, this is fun for Cubs fans. <laughs> I, I'll admit I'm a little bit of a softer heart. My son will be 15 next week. The first game that he went to, he was seven months old, and it was White Sox versus Rays. You guys did God's good work and set the Rays down. So we got to have a happy day at Tropicana Field, and it was delightful. Um, so, yes, the White Sox will always hold a soft place in my heart, even though they beat the Cubs Um well, what are the two games that I saw there when I was in Chicago? Um, but, like, I want the White Sox to do well. I want the White Sox to be successful. The The AL Central is such a weak division. Like, you should be able to float to the top with any, like, modicum of effort. And I really feel like your front office does you a great disservice, like, every single season, and it makes me sad. It's 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 bad. I mean, like, our manager doesn't know how to make out a lineup. He's batting Johan Moncada fourth. Like, I mean, why? Uh, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> I mean, look at his stats. Uh, it's just, it, it, he's batting fourth. And he struck out three times the other day. I'm no like, wonder Tim Anderson is punching people. <clears throat> and, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, Lauren. Here's the question that I have for you. We're, we're, Okay, let let's assume that Jerry Reinsdorf walks into a wood chipper on accident. Darn. Totally and, by accident. I had nothing to do with it. And his his child just is like, I just want to focus on the NBA. He's going to sell it. How badly do you want Mike Vec, Bill Vec's son, the president of a an ownership group that owns uh, four different minor league teams. How much do you want Mike Vec to take over this team? Because Bill Vec himself owned the Chicago White Sox two different times. Yeah. The best White Sox years, really. They're never letting a Vec back in. 
They never. <laughs> what, about, what about like? But, what about but like... Mike Vick already owns minor league teams. It would be entertaining for yeah. sure. Being like he was, you know, disco demolition, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did never was did... Bill Vick part of your childhood? Was that part of like Ivy at Wrigley? Because he's both equally a Cubs and a White Sox he, guy. He's one of the most important people in Chicago. Baseball. And the owners kicked him out, and they don't want anything to do with the guy named Vec anymore. Like, I don't no, know what but, happened in that old boys' no, club, but something happened, and he's out. Mike Vec is in tight with both the Rangers and the Twins. He owns teams for both of those. Mm. Interesting. So I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, Lauren, what, what are your thoughts about the old Bill Vec years? Because that went until like '83 ish, and I know you're yeah, young, but young. Um... I mean, they were they were entertaining. I know that, and he he cared. He cared about winning. He really fucking cared. Yeah, yeah. and that's the difference. Like the eight, sorry, that eighty three team did great. Yeah, no, I mean that means something. Like you know, the Mets owner really cares about winning. All right, it didn't work out this year, but the guy like spent a lot of money. Like that matters. I was just talking to a Mets fan when I I just got back from a trip, and like they love him. Like, you know, I, I would love an owner that cared. Like, actually, I don't care who it is. Um, just somebody who cares, who wants, you know, good things to the team, who holds people accountable. Like, come on. I mean, like, how can Rick Hahn still be working as the general manager? What has he done to, to deserve that? Okay. Unrelated, unrelated to the White Sox, then, what about Mark Cuban? He's a guy that really They won't let him in what these guys aren't coming in. They won't let him in, Michael. Uh, any of these dudes, they're not coming yeah. in. They already said, like I don't, I, hey, I don't fucking care the- about these assholes in charge of uh, MLB. They're, they drive me insane regardless. Sure, I'm, I'm asking, a fan. I'm asking an actual White Sox fan who cares about the team, not the fucking yeah, owner. But this is they just high-in-the-sky dreaming because he's not going to yeah, sell the team. They, they didn't want Daddy Warbucks here to start with. He just had more money than them. Look, Jerry Reinsdorf is never going to die. He I is, mean, he's a he mummy sucks the already. blood of children all the time in order to just stay alive. So I know it's not going to happen, but I'm wondering, what do you think? Like, what if Mark Cuban came in? I, what's he supposed I, to say? Fan, what if what? Like, what if the entire Ricketts family took my advice that got me kicked <laughs> off of Twitter for two weeks? Come you know, here with I'm it. We're trying to say out loud. I love Mark Cuban. But, I think. <laughs> yeah. What's he supposed to say? No, I don't want a billionaire who cares. Like, course, definitely, anybody I mean, but Reisdorf at this point. Anybody. Anybody. <laughs> it's, anybody. It's well, it, it is. It's, it is an abusive relationship. He's created. And like, it's it's just gotten so bad this year. I mean, you can see the chaos just permeating through everywhere, and it's it's not just the product on the field. Like like I said, it's 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 in the minor leagues. Like they just can't develop players. They don't bring guys up that know how to run like simple things. Like they don't know how to run the bases. They don't know what base to throw to if they're an outfielder. Like we we excel at bringing up like DH first baseman and putting them in left field. Like that's one. <laughs> oh my god! That's like that's, and then I, I just got triggered. You guys are gonna see it. They'll probably put Remillard in in left, and then he'll like, let let balls go over his head. You'll you'll see. It's 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 like a clown convention <laughs> there. It, it is. I mean, you're what gonna, are your mother doing? 
Yeah, what do you, you just don't have a, a very highly ranked farm system. Well, you were good for a bunch of years, so you haven't been drafting high recently. And then, uh, you know, you had a quote-unquote window of contention where you weren't the worst team in the world. You made the playoffs a couple times, got out real fast. But I got to tell you, somewhere in, like, the past, I don't know, 40 years, um, we've had, like, the bottom 10 farm system almost every single year with the exception of when we made those trades and then we got all those we got we got the current players that we have when they were in the yeah. mind like Eloy and then they brought them up Eloy was like again so we had like, that little tiny opportunity to have a good farm they did for like I don't know a couple months brought them up and then they're bad again <laughs> uh, now they stocked up a little bit so they're not like horrific but there are other like there are other teams players and like, who I just is, who is training up these babies into the way that they should go? Well, Chris Getz is in charge of their farm system. Part of the main issue with the Sox is they, they're they so loyal to, like, their players and everything. So you got Chris Getz, you know, a, a player from the Sox. Like, nobody's outside of the organization looking and seeing how other organizations develop and, like, bringing different viewpoints. See, like, it's... Again, you got the Colorado Rockies, got the Cubs in there doing the same thing with Hoyer. It's a mess. No, I look. I don't claim to be very smart, but if I were a smart baseball person who had been looking at baseball over the last 10, 15 years or so, I would be looking at whoever worked for the Rays or the Astros and like paying all of those people lots of money to not work for them and come work for me instead. Why are you guys not doing that? Oh, we 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 do get one other organization. I forgot to mention it. We 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 love to poach from the Kansas City Royals because the- <laughs> why? Yeah, that this is what's happening. <laughs> It's brutal. Oh, we yeah, want to make sure brutal. that whoever comes to our team doesn't like that pornography. Kansas um, City Royals. That's who we poach from. We got why? from there. I'm sorry. Right? I'm sorry. I don't mean to screech. All right. All right. You know what? Let's let's drive this back a little bit more towards the Cubs. I want to know from a White Sox fan, what are your impressions of both Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease? Um, I Eloy, feel like one of these is going to be really good for us, and one is going to be really bad. Well, Eloy is very brutal. Very. <laughs> he he can't. He's. I swear, the boys made us fun sugar. Oh, I'm telling you, if he farts wrong, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he got hurt in that Tim oh, Anderson wow, fight. I know he did. Of course, he did. He got stepped on. Tim Anderson got hit, and Eloy went down. <laughs> Somebody stubbed his toe. Um, <laughs> you know, I think Dylan Cease is really talented. I wouldn't say this year is his best year. Like he's just he's having trouble getting out. Like of the fifth, you know, so he's he's walked a lot, and um, but. Maybe it's just kind of like a little bit of a blip form. Um, he's 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 truly talented. So, but we don't have to face him. We're facing Toussaint and we're facing Clevenger. And yeah. Toussaint's going against Hendricks and Clevenger's TBD because it might be Stroman back for his first start. Right. So that'd be cool to see. What's we'll it? What, Stroman what's, back. What's, what's who's Toussaint? Tuki Toussaint. Yes. He's he's a traveler. <laughs> <laughs> he's been on a number of teams. He's your Patrick Wisdom. That's what he is. <laughs> uh, 
He's fighting for his life, his baseball life. So, you know, he hasn't been horrible, but his whip, I, I'm going to say, is like 1-4-2. That's pretty So Ian pretty- Happ just walk, is going to walk 16 times against them in one game. Let's hope. I mean, if he makes it that far, he's going <laughs> to He's going to make it probably like five innings. He'll probably give up two or three runs in that time. You know, it'll be okay. Um, he's He really is fighting for his baseball life. I believe this is like maybe his eighth team. Don't quote me on that, but uh, he's been on a lot. And Clevenger he's, was Edwin fighting. Jackson-esque. And Clevenger uh, is, uh, was fighting for his freedom earlier in the year. And then he ended up uh, getting cleared of all, uh, I guess, charges, but not speculations. That's for sure. Um, he seems like a real, uh, real winner. That guy, uh, I mean, he's a piece of shit, isn't he's he? Disgusting human being. I, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but he's not. Mm. You know, I mean, he was hurt, and this is this is another typical Sox thing. Like they just. They they downplay these injuries because they have no depth. So like they make these guys play hurt often. That, that that's what happens with Eloy a lot. Um, and because they don't have anybody, like they can't pull. Like I'm so jealous of the Cubs. Like watching, you know, you guys have guys that you can pull up, and they actually look you like so you much literally sound. You literally I, sound like I have a Cubs no idea fan. What you're talking about. No, I'm... we're talking about how like we hate how our medical staff never sends a guy down. Pedro, Pedro Stroman. God damn it! <laughs> I'm still Marcus... mad about Pedro Stroman hitting for himself <laughs> in 2019. Stroman... Don't even start me on that. Marcus Stroman has a bad hip, and they they ignore it for weeks. Just because were, it's the deadline. There were other reasons than lack of depth, though, for that. Yeah, it was more for the deadline, like you said. But Ours it, is, it just feels I, like all the things you're saying like, are the same things I'm concerned about. I, with think, to, I, to, I think it's to a, a way worse degree with the White Sox. I mean, right now the Cubs have a highly ranked farm we're system. Just, we're, we're just seeing, starting. We're yeah. just starting down the path that the White Sox are clearing away for us. I don't know. What, what? It's not even. It's 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 not even close. I mean, it's <laughs> you're a professional organization. I mean, we're 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 a clown college. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> it's the worst. On the upside, at least you're in the AL Central, where a clown college can at least make the wild card game. Yeah, you might get in there. No, they're they're not. Are you out of here? If you watch them, <laughs> <laughs> no, fighting off the first <laughs> place. They're not going to the playoffs. <laughs> I, I want that whole part for a, a sound drop. That was beautiful. No, oh. have you watched them? <laughs> no. no. It's nonsense. No, they're not going anywhere. They're they're horrible. They're yeah, 20, they're very bad. I'm sorry. Is under 500. I, yeah. I, my heart is bleeding for you in very shallow it it's you know you have to like shut off in sincere ways at some point like i mean i'm just like mm. you know i expect the cubs to kick our asses well we did uh, last time we no, faced you lie. on the south side we beat you 7 to 3 and 10 to 7 mm. and you know Eight. i was looking and then you dismantled the team 
Yeah, so it's even worse than it was. And you don't throw – one thing I think it would be interesting to look at for outliers of stats is that the Sox have allowed the most stolen bases in the league, 119 stolen bases. The Cubs have been running quite a bit. So I could see us – if you get on base, you can pretty much run run wild on them. And Yasmani Grandal behind the plate, yes, you guys should run a lot. He can't anybody. You don't hit homers. You don't walk much you don't you you don't really do anything but we strike (laughs) um you 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 got one of the worst bullpens um this is really sad you give up a lot of home runs yeah i mean yeah just everything about the only thing that you're on par with the cubs on is that you we commit the same amount of errors (laughs) oh good that should make the game nice cubs the Sox are atrocious in the field, so yeah they they don't get a, a they don't get a very high marks in other respects. That's for sure. So well, Sox uh, are, they're. Cut. I wish I had happier news for you. I mean, what I hope you get they, some better they, management like, soon. Those, that would be horrible for you guys. <laughs> Wait, sorry, say that again. I said you rattled off all those stats of how bad we are. What happens if we actually, like, every once in a while we'll win a game? (laughs) Baseball. Once in a while. This is a game of failure, babe. You should be winning at least a third of the time. Well, that's the fear. I mean, we're throwing Hendo out there, and, you know, we'll see kind of what goes, you know, that it's been hit and miss. He gave up quite a few home runs at Wrigley at some point, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it didn't go great. I get against the Braves, a seven-run inning against them, uh, and uh, so I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Of course, and then um, if Stroman comes back and can be the guy he was before, you know, I think that you know we need him to be good down the stretch. Otherwise, the Cubs aren't going to the playoffs either, frankly, because so we were just talking earlier on the show about how we really don't have the rotation to like fill it out that much at the end. So, well, both of these are night games. Um, it's always fun, uh, hopefully, uh, that we'll have our revenge for my tie, and we'll, we'll take our pound of flesh out of a Sox fan <laughs> in the bleachers, <laughs> and uh, we will definitely cut him with a cup snake. So, um, all right, I, I just want to mention that we are having the Bleacher Bum Band video contest. It runs through the end of the year. Uh, make TikTok videos and send them to me. Uh, Joey Wrigleyville bum is doing an amazing job. He's send, he's doing song after song, after song, after song. So much to the Give point. This man some competition. Yeah. Joey's like, Joey's like a 15 year old TikTok sensation. He is and, now. Uh, we just don't know how to match that. I need to learn some TikTok dances or something. Maybe I can win the competition. <laughs> yeah. And, and it could be anything, you know, just make videos out of bleacher bum band songs and just make them clever and fun. And, you can do them all on TikTok. They're all on there. And um, we're getting together on September 20th for Dan Nielsen's birthday. Remember him and his and his life. And um, his parents are going to be there. A lot of his friends from Omaha are coming. And um, I'm going to drop the link to the chat. There is a Facebook Eve, um, like invite on there or an event. You can join us. We're all sitting in the bleachers September 20th. If um, you could just get a ticket. And come join us and probably hang out at almost home beforehand. Sweet. A little bit before. more details to come on uh, Thursday. I'm going to be in club 400 uh, meeting Joe Madden. 
play a song for uh, him at the party. And then uh, we're celebrating Jonathan and Megan Evans's birthdays because uh, Jonathan hired Bleacher Bum Band to come play his birthday party. So we're going Love out that. to Lafayette, Indiana. Um, I don't know how you get an invite to this party, but uh, <laughs> set your time machine clock back thirty years. Go to Lafayette, Indiana. Go to Lafayette, Indiana. I'm assuming that everybody will be dancing, kind of like uh, in Footloose, everywhere Whoa. I go. <laughs> and Wear your you're, cowboy boots. You're you're playing a barn dance, is what you're saying. Yeah, and, and playing basketball everywhere. I assume that's what they do in Indiana. <laughs> So and um, it's a basketball, yeah, and uh, and religious dance, protest, religious dance, protest wedding. dance, wedding, yeah, of uh, birthday or birthday, my bad. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Lauren just recently had a birthday, didn't you? Did yeah, eighty six years young. You look great. Thanks. <laughs> Fantastic. Not a great to be seen. So. Um, so we we're gonna pitch off the Lauren. If you got to go, you can stick around. We're at the end of the show anyway. Well, why'd you? If you you could go, if you'd like to, we've we've had enough of making fun of the socks. I'm I'm fully satisfied. I, I I'm sad because I feel like all the things the socks are doing right now, the Cubs are on their way. <laughs> no, we're dead the other way. It's it's very different. Oh, it's so different. <laughs> so hey, we just give, have like hey, give us five years. We just have like TFCs and then news yeah. around baseball yeah. and then. Yeah, let's do the news around baseball because that's uh, Lauren might want to chime in on this. Ooh, let's go! Uh, I ran into this on on Twitter today. A statement from the Tampa Bay Rays. Hannah uh, at Hannah R. Kaiser says. Uh, During today's game, we were made aware of the social media posts that are circulating regarding Wander Franco. We take the situation seriously and are in close contact with Major League Baseball as it conducts its due diligence. And here I'm going, oh, what happened with Wander Franco, who the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays have just signed to like a million-year contract or something. Right, their, Um, their biggest contract ever, right? Ever. The, the Rays never signed a huge contract. I grew up in Tampa. Like, it's ridiculous. I don't know. Um, apparently, he's been dating this person who is a 14-year-old girl um, whose name I don't know and wouldn't say out loud if I did know it. Um, here are some photos of her and Wander in extremely compromising and intimate sort of positions. And, uh, and for the podcast listeners, it's not that. Like, it, it's not like they had sex videos. He was. No, I mean, like he is like <laughs> looking for just, space for, in these photos. The way that you just said it's, that made everybody go right to the internet to find. You know it. what? Let him go because they should see this stuff. This is ridiculous. Uh, Wander Franco is twenty-two years old now. When we were twenty-two, we were not the smartest people on earth, but we did make sure that the people we were dating were at least of high school age. Very true. Well, in fact, I, I would say even older than high school. I'm not dating. I'd, any high school kids when I'm 22 years old. I was for- chatting. Yeah. I was chatting this out with some friends on, on Twitter today. We decided that the, uh, the method for determining the people that you should be dating with, um, you should find out who their Batman is. <laughs> I personally, I am a Michael Keaton person. If you are a Val Kilmer person, you are too young for me. 
<laughs> See, I'm, I'm I'm Adam West, so I really got to go. Miller <laughs> is your Batman. You need to go do your homework. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, ben, ben, what's I don't care what his name is. Ben, whoever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's that's really sad um, for the victim, especially, but also. Absolutely. But but, it, but I can't imagine that the Rays would ever do anything ridiculously stupid. Well, they have pulled him off the field, and they said that MLB is going to do their due diligence and that he is under investigation, presumably, at the moment. So hopefully the right decisions will be made at the right levels and the correct decisions what will an be idiot. on at some point. But honestly, like, you're 22, you're dating a 14-year-old. What's wrong with you? Right, but they wouldn't do something like... And I'm sorry, this is a very tasty uh... joke, but someone did, yeah, well, uh, you know, they are giving away this Tampa Bay Devil Rays. It's a really nice, like, gold hat with a nice little, like, rainbow fade sort of down the bill. And they are giving this away to fans 14 and younger. So his girlfriend (laughs) will be able to pick one up at the door. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) Fucking shit. God. Girlfriend can get one. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But you think that, that since they're dating, he could get one for? Her. Well, I mean, fourteen and under. Now he can spot all of them. So all <laughs> oh! 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 Ah! 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 I gotta take my headphones off. I can't believe I heard that. <laughs> that's, that's why he's like, "Can we make them really bright yellow?" So well, we can point them out in the crowd. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't think that this subject matter could be hilarious, but it just did get really fucking funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, that was so good. No, it's a fucking and disaster. And bad. It was horrible. Sorry. In in less pedophilic news. Uh, Cubs legend Eric Stout. Do y'all remember him? Yeah, Eric Cynthia Sylvia Stout. <laughs> he looks like Popeye in that picture. There he goes. <laughs> he, he makes some great faces there at the plate. Uh, he has been welcomed onto the CTBC brothers, who are now defending their Taiwan Series title. They're going for their third Taiwan Series in a row. So there he is. Um, Congratulations. And- he had his first outing with the CTBC brothers in Taiwan uh, this past weekend. He did a really great job. If you'd like to take a look, I have a clip of uh, him getting a nice little trick. Nice, fooled him. He's getting these guys with pitches off the plate. Yeah, these pitchers are nowhere close. He's got a great sweeper. Um, That's that horizontal slider that, like, it's a slider, but it goes sideways instead of up and down. So they're starting to call it a a sweeper these days. And, uh, and he did a really great job against the Witch Twin Dragons. And, um, yeah, man, he he pitched, like, something like six innings in his first outing with them. Uh, they ended up winning the game 5-3. to three. So I'm going to keep an eye on him the rest of his go. He, he has replaced uh, greatly beloved, by the way, Francisco Pena on the CTBC Brothers. He's been their, like, main catcher all season long. But the brothers have had some 
poor luck with their local pitching staff. So they need to bring on as many foreign arms as possible. So Francisco kind of got the, and uh, they're hoping to bring him back next year. But as of right now, Eric Stout has replaced him on the team. I liked their uniforms. They're the, the bring, give me a yellow team. You yes, know what I mean? they are. I call them the bumblebees because they're sort of the, uh, the rival of my, my favorite team. The Rockets I, I actually love their uniforms as well. And they have an they're elephant so as a so mascot, funny. which I like. Yes. Well, it used to be the owners of the, uh, the brothers hotel, uh, owned the team and they were the brothers elephants. Um, and then the brothers sold the team uh, to the CTBC Bank, the Taiwan uh, Cooperative Bank, and now they are the CTBC Brothers. They kept the brothers instead of the elephants, but their mascot is still basically an elephant. So it's pretty cool. And there is Eric Stout there looking all handsome in his welcome photo. So anyway, in, uh, in uh, Steve Trout news... Um, that they, <laughs> so just to, why is there more Steve Trout news? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, what happens <laughs> is that, you know, Steve Trout, you know, just refresh everybody's memory is the inventor of and designed the travel pillow mitt. And there's a picture of Steve right there with the mitt strapped to his head. Um, and you can also like put your hand in it and you can rest your hand on uh you, you know your head and or your head on your hand and be comfortable with your pillow mitt so it's 25 bucks so i you know made a purchase and i purchased this you can see it right there is my credit card 25 dollars steeptrout.com and um trout said he never got the the order so i'm like well here's the screenshot of the order you see i did it i'm like maybe look in your stuff and so he's like oh, i don't i don't see it and so um i went and disputed it I disputed the the charge so that I could get the money back on my credit card and then maybe get the mitt a different way. So now what happened was I get a random email just the other day because I don't. Oh, I I've kind of given up on the pillow mitt at this point. I've I'm in the dispute thing. Maybe we figure out another way to get the mitt. I've given up, but I get this. I've email. been writing my own patterns just for you, Danny. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy one of your mitts. I mean, obviously I'm willing to spend $25 on such a thing. So Steve writes me, he goes, um, hi, did you want a refund? And, and I say, um, no, I want the pillow mitt, but you never got the order. So I disputed with my credit card company and said the order didn't go through. I'll order another one or if there's another way to order. And then um, Trout says, I don't get it. If you disputed it, that looks bad for me. I will be at Wrigley and give you, and give you pillow. I'm there, I'm there many times coming up or just mail you one. I have them now. A phone call or test would have been nice. We literally told him on this podcast. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you, I'm sorry. You, Keep going. You reached me easily when you <laughs> wanted me on your show. Show some respect. And then, then uh, I said, Steve, I told you everything that was happening the entire time. I already told you I contacted the credit card company and I told them you never got the order. Did you get the order now? Did you get a notice of cancellation? You said you never got the order. So I figured the mistake was on the credit card company. Once the cancellation goes through, I'm going to order another one, which is why I asked you if there was another way to order. If this way didn't work, literally just tried to help you promote your pillow, Danny. And he writes back to me. 
okay, I got the order. Sorry. <laughs> I, this man. <laughs> We're just in the middle. I didn't, I knew this was going to go poorly. People warned me <laughs> to not get messed up in a, in a, yeah, people warned me. They go, they, this guy goes, he went, it was at January 6th. And there you are messing around with them. Just, you knew it was going to be bad. Uh, they were right. Those people were right. Never fight a land war in Asia and also never get into property with retired major league Steve baseball Trump. player. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tug on Superman's cape. So <laughs> so uh yeah, TFCs and then we'll we'll get out of here and go over. All right, I have two. How many you uh, you Oh, I don't even it? know. Uh no, I got uh I got two as well. There's some in there. All right, I'll get started here then. <clears throat> And as as per usual, I don't even remember what these are. I've put them in here, and I'm going well, to be as surprised as you are. We'll all be surprised. Probably read it. Oh, okay. This is uh, the nice scam uh, that I found on Reddit. And honestly, it's a great scam if you can pull it off. This is titled The Cooler. I am a Cubs fan who lives in Toronto. The Jays are 0-8 in my last eight games I've attended, including this one I'm currently at. If the Cubs have any extra tickets available, I've got nothing to do Saturday and Sunday. Just saying. Uh-huh. So basically, he's claiming to be a bad luck charm for the Jays, so you should buy him tickets yeah, buy to go him to tickets. the game. Those Which is correct. a great scam, and I think everybody should try that as much as uh, like crafty. Can. For the record, the... Seattle Mariners have not won as many games for me this year as they did last year, so please buy me tickets. <laughs> if not, I'm going to go anyway. But also, like, send me beer money because that's yeah, see how all that works. Love you. All of a sudden, everybody wants to give IFG money. So I got this one from Jack Flaherty, who was traded to the Baltimore Orioles in St. Louis's sell-off one one bird flock to another. Um, Flaherty said uh, in talking about his first Camden yard start. He said, I mean, I haven't had to turn up my pitch com in a while pitching at home. I said that wrong. I mean, I haven't <laughs> had to turn my pitch com up while pitching at home in a while. So Best fans in baseball, baby. Well, I mean, I don't understand why he didn't have to turn his pitch com up. Those games at Bush stadium are always sold out. It's always 100% full. Yep. Of red of the other team's fans. <laughs> so what's the other one? All right. Let's see. I've got... Uh, if I were the Mets, I'd walk into oncoming traffic. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Perfect. And, and here's my last one. Um, this from Decipio, who's a friend of the pod. Uh, he says... This is on, uh, he uh, was talking about the Friday night game, which was on Apple TV, which people actually liked quite a bit, their presentation of the ball the, game. The people who could watch it liked it. They liked it. I and, definitely but, could not watch it. Decipio says, these Apple games always look amazing. Really highlights how Watch Marquee is shooting games with 26-year-old VHS camcorders that Crane bought while at a junior college went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Really, yeah. 
they they Apple does a nice job of like even with their split screens, like they use the whole screen. There's not like wasted space and stuff like that. It's like yeah, there's a better kind, situation. Kind of like this show. Yeah, look, we're using kinda it. Like this we have all of our space taken up by all of our people. So we're gonna give away uh, hashtag chance in the chat. We're gonna Do give it. away the Streamyard. Uh, Alexander, uh, chance giveaway. The show is over. Here we go. <laughs> We're drawing it. Captain Charisma, nineteen eighty-eight. I don't know who Captain Charisma is, so you have to contact me and let me know who you are. That's so the year my brother you. was born. Nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, it's the year uh, Kurt Gibson hit a. Majestic home run at Dodger Stadium to let lead the Dodgers to uh, their last World Series since. Well, when did they win it before 20. that? They won it in like '80, right? Or no, the Yankees won. I don't know. Yeah, How did I, I get on the Dodgers? I'm an idiot. Let's just I end the show. Yeah, that was one I'm year rambling. after Andre Dawson won an MVP on the worst team in the league, and it was one year before. No, that was eighty seven okay. and and it was one year before yeah. the Cubs made the playoffs for the second time in five years. So there's the show. Uh Lauren, sorry about your White Sox. You know, you should just become a Cubs fan and get angry about the same stuff we're mad about. It's you can the come same on the stuff. show this more is often. A different uniform. I mean, I, I think I do enjoy like watching them a little bit this year. They're kind of fun. The Cubs? I think so. Well, at least, you, at least you're having. Good, you should at least be fun and pretty. <laughs> you guys are just spoiled. Oh, it's see, now, 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 we, now we start to hear the White Sox fan no, come out of him. Really pay attention to the White Sox and then watch the Cubs. It's like different. Yeah. <laughs> but why would I hurt myself in that it's way? Very different. <laughs> so uh, there's our show. And uh, we're going to get out of here. We're going to go over to the Discord for half hour, 40 minutes, something like that, and hang out. Uh, more than welcome to join us. Uh, Lauren, I'll send you the link. And uh, anyway, Spagog, everybody. Spagog! Spagog! Summer of Mike Tackman. He's been a real clutch hitter. Coming through to drive in runs. Playing right in center fields. It's the summer of Mike Talkman. He went to Fremd High School from Chicago's northwest suburbs. Call him the Palatine Pounder. Throw a strike, you're gonna get burned. Watching CHGO. The summer became for Mike Talkman when Cody Del Mendo. Said it once while he was talking And then the Cubs used it online Oh yeah Cause it's the summer of Mike Talkman Oh yeah Yeah it's the summer of Mike Talkman Oh yeah Leading the Cubbies it's Mike Talkman Oh, yeah, cause it's the summer of my talk, man.